Last time on Lawful Stupid. William decided he would just go upstairs and try the door that Riz and Ryan can never seem to go into, but he was successful. Standing on the other side of the door in his pajamas was Dean. William, what are you doing here? This is my closet. Your house is in what city? One more time. The Sun Elf Kingdom? Yeah, that's right. Hey, go get the queen. Uh, he runs away, uh, and he's able to bring back uh, Bertrand and Queen Lazia. There's going to be a war, and we could use your people for the war. She kind of turns back to Bertrand, puts uh, an arm on his shoulder. Uh, she says, prepare for war. You begin to see the troops that are lining up inside of Dean's house to, to come in through his <laughs> Narnia closet. Hume <laughs> and the Moon Elves march silently out into the snow toward the giant dome. We see in the darkness the Moon Elves marching east toward the dome. The two Megalos sitting far off but like massive, much larger than the, the tower is. Um, we hear a familiar tune. Beatrice walks to this cannon. She's humming that age-old tune that she was sung to as a baby, that she hummed to her children, and she is now humming as, as a source of peace to these soldiers. Preparations have been made. Sun Elf Kingdom made its way steadily through the door that William opened in Riz's tower, and whatever power was holding Riz trapped in the tower has been lifted. And the help note that Beatrice sent produced great fruit, and the Moon Elves who came in mass, um, summoned by presumably Marguerite and Lafayette, um, but they head out the Moon Elves with Fume to make uh, some ground and soften the approach toward the Catacomb Isles, three days south of the current location where Riz's tower is. The orcs have also made an appearance with about a thousand orcs from various tribes. Captain Drake from the Dead Man's Pass brought some ragtag fighters along with him, including Barbados. He even has a few of the hill giants uh, and some cages that he pulled along behind the vehicles that they brought. Can you remember how the orcs got here again? Boner cycles. Oh, okay, perfect. Yeah. <clears throat> In case this is the first episode that you're listening to, <laughs> awful stupid. Um, the Megalos is parked um, and waiting along with the Earthadillo, who is being steered by the immortal Alric. Of course, Eshi is in the Megalos. Um, can I? Yes. Can I submit something to the group? Uh, I would like to submit the mental image of Eshi, and she's sitting in the cockpit of the Megalos, and mm. she's got like her feet up. She's in like a relaxing state right now. She's like listening to the radio, and it's like she's at like like she's chilling in her car, and there's like uh, two fuzzy D20s hanging from the rear view of the <laughs> Megalos. <laughs> that's a good view. I dig that. All yeah, right. yeah, it's good. Big fan. And I, I think the preparations have made. You've, you've had your conversations. I think what I'd like to do first is kind of have some sort of sense of what it looks like for Fume to be out for a couple days. Um, and then I don't know if you I, make it, if you're coming back to, or if you're waiting for the for the rear uh, party to come to you guys. What we're going to call I the have, front line. 
I've thought about this a little bit, and the image that keeps returning to me is like not so much like this, like the guerrilla warfare ops yeah, that no are being way. run, but it's it's more it's it's you see like fume coming back uh, in the morning each day, and like as everybody else is getting up, fume and the night elves are like the, the night elves stay out. Fume doesn't know what they're doing or where they're making camp or whatever, but they don't stop. Fume comes back every morning and he's just covered in filth and blood and yuck and it's just like man every one of those sons of bitches smelled like home that's pretty deep actually <laughs> it just like goes to sleep like <laughs> uh, so when you say come back are you you're not traveling back to the camp every day you're talking about like when you he does yeah he, he rests in the camp I mean he can't stay out for 72 hours right I mean like so his his plan has always been Go out, hit scouts, come back, rest, go back out at night again where he's got the cover of darkness, where he's the most powerful and can kind of move about freely and then return and rest during the daytime because uh, I'm not as powerful and then I have to sleep. Okay, I would like to pose that there is a particular, we'll say the second day, um, that you've been front lines with, and this is all, of course, all of these are at night when this happens. Under the, under the guise of night. So when they're the strongest, that's when you obviously, your your abilities are most effective for you. And you're you're hanging out with this, what you find out is one of the moon elf generals. Um, female, dark hair, dark eyes, she's tall. Um, her skin seems to glow with like a red tint um, under this moon, even though she's got sort of a, a, a paler color skin, it glows a red uh, at night. She wears a silver and black armor that fits her shape nicely. Um, she has what I found was the Corinthian helmet, so it kind of has like the, the middle nose part. Her plume on this helmet is black. What you've noticed also, several other soldiers, uh, most of this just seeming like lower ranks, wear a uh, white plume. And you've got some others you've seen spotted wear it with a blue or purple plume. Um, and she talks to you and she says, uh, What brings you to war? Uh, they, they kind of brought it to us, right? Like, they, they're dropping a moon on everybody, so... Yes, but not everyone seems to want to fight. At least not in the world. It makes sense that we are here. We, we fight for the moon. The moon is our goddess. When mm. someone has threatened that goddess. But what purpose do you serve in, in winning this this fight? I used to serve a goddess, I guess, and then kind of a god, but now I'm really just doing it for the guys behind me, you know, like if I can come in here and clear a path, then the guys that come next will be safe, so that's really the most effective use of me right now. She says, indeed, protecting what is yours is most important. These people rely on me, and we rely on one another to survive. So we will fight for one another, we will live for one another, and if it is required, we will die for one another. What do you, uh... What's... What do you guys believe... I mean, you mentioned, like, the moon's truth and stuff. What happens... If you die for each other, what happens to you after, like, what happens? You go to be with the Earth, 
or you go to be with the moon. Many of our ancestors uh, have, have lived in the flowers that grow in the fields, um, and they are protected. And we have many of those in our own cabinets. And they become a part of this earth that gives life to us once more. Some of the, the things that grow feed us, and they sustain us. So some of your ancestors are living in that moon that's getting brought down to us, huh? We believe so. We believe that the, the mother, the creator, installed us to be the guardians of the moon, and we never thought it would actually be an occurrence that we would have to fight for. Well, if this goes poorly, that will obviously be, like, pretty blasphemous for you, and obviously we'll all die, but I like to imagine that as the moon careens into me and this earth, ending all life forever, Maybe I could reach out and like high-five your grandma or something. The thing is, the only parts of the moon that anyone ever really sees or pays attention to is, is the pretty light side. But as all moon elves know, the moon has a dark side as well. And I think that's what we're going to try and pull from, mostly. She kind of gives like a, like a, just a, she's blood-hungry grin, and that, I think we're going to be okay. We may not all survive, but the war will be what? Ray. Indeed. We appreciate your assistance, and um, I guess you're going to be reporting back to the to the rear detachment about our uh, all the progress we've made, and we'll be ready to strike. Yeah, I'll catch up with you after sundown. I'm sure. I think we should make a plan about, and you take this back to you to your remaining uh, fighters. Of course, we are most effective at night. We've made it mostly clear that we don't exist. That's why we've been working at night, and we hide out during the day as best as possible for many eyes that may be seen to see us. I think we you make it look like your forces are the main forces, the only forces. Maybe start later in the day. That gives us an opportunity to flank around and attack at night with the main force when the enemy isn't looking at us. Sure. Okay. Just need you to pass that message along. You got it. Well, uh, Hume, it was it was a pleasure working with you, and I hope to see you in the battlefield, bloodstained and smiling. And she smiles for just a second. And then turn facing it. And she steps off, and a couple of other of the blue plumed, maybe elves that had been kind of trailing you, step forward, shoulder to shoulder with her, and they walk off into uh, the red moonlit area they're in. And I think we flash, like, that's maybe the last conversation you have as you head back into camp. Um, this, this main camp that is lit up. It, it's going to be a little obvious to anybody within the distance that there is life here. Uh, this close to the Catacomb Isles. What do I do? Yeah, are, you, are we going back to meet up with the crew? Yeah, we don't need to. We don't need to play this. I was going to go back to sleep, and then I'll report whatever, and I'll go back to sleep, and then I'll just do it again tomorrow, right? Like that's the plan. Okay. Uh, it is morning of the third day. What's everyone want to do? How are we kicking this thing off? If it's morning, I, I'm just not getting back. 
from... Well, no, so if this is the morning of the third day, so the... Wasn't the plan for them to, like, the night forces to, like, hit hard on the third night and just fight all through the night and get relieved by the morning forces? So... On the third day? The idea would be to start traveling on the second, so then on the third... That's when yeah, because we were planning to hit on the third day, the as third you morning. guys are letting up. Yeah, as you guys are letting yeah. up your shenanigans or your assault, as like the cavalry slash relief, also the main brigade. So I, I mean, I think that's. I think that it's it's maybe a good scene if you'll allow me. It would be like it's nighttime. Fume is like panting, like covered in like soot and ash and blood and grime and just like getting a moment's respite as the sun peaks over the hills and with it (laughs) you hear the horns in the distance as just with no break or pause for these guys who have been fighting all night the day forces arrive and they have a whole arm you know know, they crest a hill and there's like all along this ridge is hundreds of soldiers uh, and then flanking would be like your orcs and of course if that's where you guys want to start off like you've already made your march and you're kind of yeah. making you're caressing yeah. the peak and looking down into this bold area it's not a very high ridge so it's not like you have a, a, an excellent advantage by having the higher ground but you do have higher ground here troops are still filtering in on the opposite side of this ridge probably about four miles three or four miles away from you and the dome is gigantic. Um, it, it makes the Megalos and the Earthadillo look small just because of the nature of it. This is like a, a castle that is being covered by this giant barrier. So they call it the Catacomb Isles. And whatever visage you had of it, maybe just you thought tombs underground. It's like much more grand than that. It's almost like a gigantic castle built for a king. Um, can, can we adjust those, that scaling, or at least in my head, because the Megalos is already supposed to be huge, like yes. two, three, four stories tall. Yeah. So this castle has to be larger than a standard castle. Yeah. Maybe like an emperor's palace? Yeah, yeah it's, it's got to be like, like huge. Like a, yes. Yeah. It's got to be like huge, uh, six, seven stories. Yeah. Yeah. All right. It's got to be like big, 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 not like... Big, big, big. I imagine like, like it's got... Does it have like a whole town inside the gate? It would have several turrets like surrounding it almost. Yeah, because then yeah, you, it's like not one. I mean, it's not just one building. Of it's people like, are. It's, yeah, yeah, it's huge. Yeah. It's more like a it's city a whole castle. Kingdom. Yes, yeah, yeah. for it's a kingdom. Okay. Sure. Jeez. Yeah, make it weird. Okay. <laughs> well, that's what it is. What a catacombs. Um, but what you also see is just like little ants running around is, is the formations of the Tigertian soldiers. But they've also got like these uh, beasts. They're not quite as big as the Megalos. It's probably half the size of a Megalos and half the size of the Earth the Dillo. Are the some on like these four four legs, if you call them that, like metal legs and just monstrosities of like skin and flesh and metal, all these things. Some are on two legs, just aberrations. Um of creatures and few so would be very the, familiar with with what they had made used to make and didn't know they had done this again but they had been doing this what, again what what are they if i'm very familiar with them they are what happened was you remember that the invokers of night and day um a long time ago used their magic like the special abilities because 
the invoker of Nova was able to sustain and heal and create life from things, but mostly like plants and animals, not living creatures as much, maybe the healing aspects. Uh, and then the invokers um, of darkness were able to, they controlled death and helped ferry them over to a place or um, could hide things in darkness. And, but they, they combined those powers to pull souls from those of the dead and push their life into these creatures, almost like enslaving them inside these beasts of war, uh, able to be controlled by whoever has the, the magical ability, the uh, power over them. And again, they're being used for war. And so they stand ready always. Uh, and they appear to be looking, not at you, just kind of out in different directions as they're spaced around this camp. Um, and you see... Fourteen scattered around different places around this, this bubble of these things with just thousands and thousands of Jigurshan soldiers. Yeah, so... The plan, if I recall correctly, is uh, now that the big guns are here, I'm just going to try to sneak in and get to the boss room. Like, the, the whatever is whatever's bringing the moon down to the earth, I'm going to go try to stop that effect directly. So I will cast Pass Without a Trace for two key points, and... Sneak, sneak my way through enemy lines. Yeah, I think worth noting is is the weather. Uh, I don't really talk about that much. It's it's an overcast day. It's and it's snowing here. Um, clouds are dark. The snow is is, is pure and white. Uh, so you kind of have that difference there. Uh, but shadows everywhere. It, it is it is freezing cold. The wind is blowing extremely hard, and it's blowing uh, toward the bubble away from you so the wind is hitting at your back perfect quick question these uh Targaryen soldiers um are they what are where is their fortification because like if we're fighting them into the bubble wall because that's how I imagine this fight is going is that their backs are against this indestructible wall do they have didn't fortifications? They, they convoy here, didn't they? Yeah. They so if you're if you're talking like, um, do they have like weaponry or like where are they staying? Like where are they sleeping? No. In? D- so they beat us here. Yes. Did they? Did they set up any field positions? They, it, like so they've got forward operating. The only thing they've got are like trenches dug bases. in, perhaps around this. Um, but they've just got these just giant beasts and numbers. Yeah, so no mobile structures they've put together. Big trucks this whole time. (laughs) They're also on motorcycles. I thought they were like troop transports. I thought they were on troop transports, and then they were just like use those to make like a a barricade or. Well, that's why I wanted to check because that was going to be very important to my strategy in the mega convoy. But if they're just trenches, GG. Yeah, they just know it flows into trenches really easily. Lava. Lava. (laughs) Yep. You've made yourself a death puddle. Yeah. Okay. Uh, cool, cool. Mrs. B, would you like to go before I do my Zord shit? Uh, I feel like since we know you're doing the Zord shit, that's the stuff that kind of like goes out first. Because she's supposed to be like in the very front with everybody. So I think after like all the big range things go, they're going in. Mrs. B is okay, like cool. leading troops into battle, like the elves, right? 
Yeah, yeah that's she's pretty- like doing real shit, right? Doing real. <laughs> William's shit. hanging out here pressing buttons. <laughs> Dude, uh, I think Meg- Megalos is the first wave to soften him up for sure. Cool, We're not gonna bring cool. infantry in before the Megalos. Cool, cool. Yeah, yeah, but the Megaloses aren't going in without the infantry. Sure, but they, but you would go first. Yeah, yeah we got range tax. Uh, but except for okay, uh, who's who's the fucking elephant dude? Alaric. his name? Hold on. Alaric. I assume DM. Tell me if I'm wrong. That the Megalos and the uh, Armadillo have a communication of some oh, sort. Oh yeah, they, okay. like the mortals can speak to one another. So she's gonna have to relay anything to you that might. But she's she's oh so Kalashar, I gotta, so she can I gotta tell Eshi. Yeah. Well, no, okay. you're too. I think you'd be in range. You guys are going to be uh, double teaming that, so you can speak to him too. Sure. Uh, 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 Alaric. Alaric is an amplifier. Oh, <laughs> uh, what's going on, William? Yeah. So here's the plan. Um, I don't know what my megalos can do. To be honest, uh, there was there was an instruction manual. Uh, over this whole time, no one taught me. Um, but what I will say is your. Armadillo can roll up into a ball and be really destructive that way. I'm gonna need you to go do that while we're firing like magma and fire, so be careful. But I need you to hit those neo-Nazi AT-AT walker things with the four legs and the two legs. Okay. That's your like, that's your job. Targets. Run over as many people Run as possible. Run them and over. Bit, yep, and then get the big mech things out of the way. We're going to just cook everything else that doesn't stand on two to four large legs. Okay. We can do that, right, Ashley? If we can do that. Well, there. Every machine's got like its, you know, single target attack and its area effect, and then like you know, after you build up so much energy, we got the ultimate move. And that's kind of what we're looking at, and, and but we can do lots. <laughs> Lots. Sure. Things. You would have thought we would have spent the last couple days, so I had like a cheat sheet of what I could do, um, but we didn't. Yeah, there's just three buttons Fine. you push right there. You <laughs> just, you know, when cool. they, when single they glow, attack, you can range use attack, yeah. and ultimate. Got it. Uh, I assume they're all ranged. Uh, great. Yeah, we're going to just spit lob everywhere. You got, you got your j- job. You talk, you're talking to Ashy. Uh, Alaric. No, no. Oh, Alaric. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just gonna wreck things as much as possible as she told me to yeah i assume you have like three buttons in yours but yours is like roll up and then like a joystick and then like maybe like a jump button while you're rolling maybe <laughs> you know what now now that you say that this is exactly what that it pops up in my console here okay great there's there's a button here it's a grappling hook it'll shoot up to the power yeah. and i can swing on it like a wrecking oh. ball yeah, that's sounds- you guys played Overwatch. There's this like character I really love. Nice. <laughs> I'll basically be a hamster in a ball, but with guns. I do love that character. Yeah, he's he's a good tank. I love him. Very fun to play. Uh, yeah, okay, that's that's my plan. Uh, looks at controls, uh, presses uh, AOE attack and aims at fuck off zebra. Love that character. Um, aims the controls at the infantry. I just want to make pools of lava and fire. So in their you can't trenches. shoot lava at this point, um, but you can't. Basically, you're shooting fireballs that like oh. spell fireball at like rapid rates at, into. Hmm. But it, it's, you have a fireball machine gun. Why are you acting like you're bummed out? 
So that's just cool. Magma would have been sweet. Yeah, yeah, I do enough fireballs, fireballs. it will melt the dirt enough for you. Well, let's. So uh, here's what I'll tell you: you can do you can do four shots, and then it would take like a turn to recover, or you can do it again. Yeah, let's shoot giant fireballs into the infantry. So is this you kicking off your fight from the top of the ridge? Is this the start? Oh yeah, hundred percent. As soon as uh, started when the uh, horn sounded, baby. Yeah, as soon as uh, Alaric starts to roll up, that's when I'm going to shoot that first fireball. So sh- shots are landing as he's going. You know what's actually cool? Because we did have the night elves in there already, and they were supposed to like pull out. Like maybe they get behind enemy lines and like shoot up a flare or something. And that's the signal for well, like all, all all the good guys are clear. I can just now I'm free to just unleash yeah, hell. Just, it, you have this image of them just bolting as fires like crashing down. Little danger close. Yeah. So I think what we what we see is it's it's quiet. You can smell like the food that soldiers have been cooking and waiting as they've they've set up to be around this bubble. And the only sound you hear is the wind every now and then kicking up through your ears. And some see you, but they're not moving. They haven't been given commands. And your soldiers have all stopped, and they're and so you're kind of staring at one another. And it's just silent. And then you hear then you see the flare like this this spell that kind of goes up into the air. It explodes. And that would have been the sign for you from Thune. It's it's good to it. You can attack, you can advance. And the moon elves have gone to take their respite for who knows how long until they're needed. Yes. They've been fighting for three nights, days and nights. And so what happens like, is, Alaric, yeah, uh, you guys feel I, the ground rumble I, as the Earth of Dillo speeds by, and, and the soldiers open up to, that are in front to let this thing roll through, and it leaves these giant spiky imprints through as it, as it rolls through the snow. And it, it jumps off the cliff, almost like if it's like off a ramp, and it hits the ground, and then all of the soldiers down below, you see them all at once move to take action, uh, and you see some that have like bows and arrows with, and they're lit, and some have other spells, and then you see kind of, the, and on platforms that begin to raise uh, around the tower, you see like wizards, uh, at least you think they're just spellcasters who begin to throw things from that. The machinations begin to come to life and begin to whir. Um, and it's almost like they were had been asleep and waiting for this action to occur as they begin to, to begin to move and shake off the snow that had been on them previously and about seven of them begin to advance on you and at that time you begin to shoot lava bombs or not lava because you're saying fireballs into the crowd yeah fireballs now that now that you've explained the scenario, I would like to target the wizard towers that you've mentioned I as my primary area. Are out of range currently. Okay, um, so they're pretty far back. They're not yes. like closer. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah. Yeah, they're then, on like the castle parapets, looking down. Like they're well, they, they're well, outside the bubble. There's no one here. The yeah, there's nobody. Yeah, the bubble is the castle's inside the bubble. So there is oh, no okay. fortification. Yeah. Oh, okay. That that's well, why I was asking. Like, is there any walls I need to be shooting? There's, there's like the they they have their own like metal platforms that have raised up. They brought these. Which is what oh, I was They brought like about. little elevators right. where they're just like, like right. the boss music starts playing. Diddly, 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 yeah. Diddly, diddly. yeah, that's what I was asking about, but they didn't exist yet because they hadn't raised <laughs> right. up for us to yes. see. Yep. All right, cool. So I fire off as hmm. many rounds as I'm allowed to before yep, they even see the fight starts. And you see as they hit, 
it's gonna take out about 20 men in a radius. All those, as they hit, take out 20 men. And it's those men are not getting back up. So we'll count that as like, that's your move. Um, Beatrice, what do you got going on? You see the Megalos is taking steps forward and has just shot off four fireballs. Uh, I'd say right in front of you, right? You're kind of like trying to clear a path. Is that what you're doing or you're just picking out what you can? I'm like, lay, I'm not clearing a single pillar. I'm clearing like a, a horizontal gotcha. line. Okay. I want to give them something soft to crash into, not a single line. Got it. Okay. Uh, no, she would probably lead our little group in front of the Megalos at this point. Like, as we move forward, we're just going forward along with it. So when they start coming our direction, we'll be like, yeah, no, you can't get to our guy that's destroying all your the, stuff. The Megalos <laughs> protection squad. Basically. Hell yeah. And Hell then I figure as soon as, like, all the clashing and stuff mm-hmm. happens, it's just going to be chaos. Chaos everywhere. Sounds of swords. No plan survives the first contact. You're exactly right, Avon. Why even try? <laughs> get there in, just get, get there in and get it done. Okay. Yep. I'm going to say you You take <laughs> in. You're leading with these these other generals from the Sandalf Kingdom uh, right into the fray. Right kind of where um, William just kind of left some of those spurts of fire. And you're going to be able to get in through that. And of course, like they're, they're basically immune to fire. So you're going to go in through that. Um, can you roll a a d20 for me? Yeah, sure. Um, this is just going to be... I'm going to see how many people like you're, you're put up against. Uh, this, these are going to be big numbers for, for you guys. I got 14 on a straight d20. Okay, so you guys are able to bust through like the, the kind of this first hard line, and you're heading toward the trench. You guys haven't gotten to the trench yet. Um, that is down below. But some of these people have been coming up out of the trench at you guys. And you take out more of their guys hacking and slashing. They take out a years, but some of those magic users that are on the towers are able to um, shoot magic into the crowd and it's taking out the middle part. The orcs are still hanging out on the outside. Okay. I, I'm an, I'm yeah. an um, kind of There's lightning that's coming out of those. Know? Some are shooting like, just like ice knives. Um, yes, very elemental lightning, stuff that's coming fireball, out. Fireball, so very elemental um, kind of. So that's what will happen on your turn is you're able to advance. Let's say for, for distance sake, uh, people listening, how far you're trying to get, um, that you are 500 feet um, from the bubble, 500 feet. Uh, and you were able to travel the 30 that you that you can take on your trip. You can only take 30, right? Yeah. Okay. And we'll, we'll say that that trench is 100 feet in. Um, what's going to happen? Oh, a few. What would you like to do? Yeah, I'm just trying. Just, I know you're going to shadow step, but we're. I'm trying to get. Um, probably not going to shadow step because it's not actually economical for long distances. Uh, I cast Pass Without a Trace, and then I'm going to just book it as, as hard as I can to Castletown. Um, while trying to avoid incoming artillery fire. I don't want to do die. Do you want to take. Are you trying to go like straight ahead to the path that, that they're attacking from, or are you trying to take a different angle? From where they are, I'm mo- so I'm, I'm I cast pass without trace. I am being stealthy, but I'm taking a direct approach. Can you roll a stealth check for me? I can, yes. And keep in mind that there's this giant wall there that you're going to meet before you can get to the castle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can run straight up walls. It's a bubble. I imagine a big old dome. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a dome. You can run up walls and domes. 
In yeah. fact, if it's psych, it's even easier. Domes. Um, I guess you're right. But that, that, I guess I thought there would be a way in. There is. But you don't know what it is yet. Do I can, can I do I can I take a look? Can I try to figure out the way? Roll in? a perception check for me. Eighteen. Uh, with an eight, there seems to be no discernible crack or specific entryway into the bubble that you can see at ground level. Okay, then I would just head for the mages then because they're the okay. most prominent threat. Okay. Um, what would you get on your stealth check? Uh, stealth. Did I roll that? Did I roll it already? Or am I, am I, yeah. yeah, you haven't rolled it yet. Uh, that is a 22. Okay, with 22, I think people are fighting, and you've, for whatever reason, covered yourself enough to just kind of remain under the radar. But as you are making your way through the crowd, very much like an airbender, just very, like, trying to pass without being touched, you're also shanking people as you go by. I don't know if that's what you do, but, like, trying to take uh, for just sure. take out numbers. Uh, but you're for doing sure. it stealthily as you move about. I got, I got a whole bunch, boatload of daggers that I bought. I'm just, like, tossing them at guys. I'm having a blast. Um, what would you guys like? The, so the orcs are on the outer ranks, but I don't know if there's something specific you'd like for them to do, because they're just they're just charging through with might. I mean, I think that they're, they're, they're the point of the spear, aren't they? Oh, no. No, 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 no. They're cavalry. They're fast. You don't want them to so be the point, point of the so, spear. So, so, so here's the bad guy infantry. They go through in a straight line, taking out a bunch of... But they don't stop. They tear through and they make, like, passes. That's how, that's how cavalry fights. But it, it's too thick. I imagine 500 feet of soldiers. Like, obviously, it's not all soldiers, but this is going to be a dense fight. You wouldn't send your cavalry that deep into the main here's, force. Here's, here's what I'm imagining. I'm imagining two forces walking through. One is Megalos, elves in front of it. And there's motorcycles there too. There's motorcycles, uh, and then there's another. There's enemy forces that are that we're encroaching upon. They're going to meet us and charge. When they meet and charge, these guys come in from the side. Yes, super good with they, that. They, they, yes. they make a pass. The infantry clashes. They make another pass. Yes, and they and, Love they're, that. and they're they're fighting that. Yeah. Way. Okay. Love that. Uh, and I think that you've talked this over, and so they stay on the right flank the whole time. And then there's a certain point where there's a signal or something that is given, whether it's a number of people that are dropped by. So whenever the enemy charges, Ms. Beatrice and her team. Well, I mean, I think there's a certain point where they they you know, like coax them into you know coming out, and that that for the first time that is mm-hmm. when they're going to turn that angle. That front team will step a few steps back and allow them to come across and just like the raking there's- numbers across. These are these elves definitely have archers because yes. yes, be archin. So as soon as the elf archers get in range, they would obviously start blinking arrows, and I think that would prompt the enemy forces to charge to deal with the archers. Yep. Yes, and so as they're like, they have to reload. What they don't realize, they, what they don't see is this this orc squad of about a thousand. <laughs> all of them are on that same side in waves coming across, and they. Do a fantastic job of wiping out them. They only lose about a hundred of theirs as they come by. So you still got a giant squad, like nine hundred of these soldiers uh, who live, and they're re- they're setting, they're getting back online to move forward and prepare to do it all over again. Um, you are about twenty feet from the. Uh, I'll say that you've advanced, making it up twenty feet from the. Uh, I'm forgetting the name. Freaking moat. The 
trenches, trenches? trenches. Trenches. trenches and soldiers have some have begun to back out of that to the other side and get back up on top of the land and there are some who are just continuing to fight forward from behind you you hear several whistle sounds from above and then you he- and then it's too late several bombs have fallen from out of the sky and explosions are happening toward the back of where the uh, the force is moving forward and a lot of the Sun Elf Kingdom soldiers are hit by that and they are killed. Um, and you if, roll a perception check, everybody roll for me. Yeah. Fourteen for Peter. Okay. Nine for Willard. I clicked the wrong button. One second. <laughs> uh, that'll be a twenty-seven for B. Uh, Fume and Beatrice, what you were able to see through the, even through the kind of the thickness of the clouds for just a moment even, is five kind of these uh, warship, like balloon warships are in like a a wedge formation, like geese. Mm -hmm. And they are making their way toward you. And what they've just done is they've all dropped bombs and then they are beginning to, to turn and go back toward that bubble once more. And, And so they've, they've made their pass. Um, the wizards are still shooting magic from you, and those beasts are getting closer to you as well. They're advancing toward you, and they're about 300 feet away. Um, and we're going to go back up to the Megalos. Uh, yeah, so cool. Megalos has these cool fireball, which are ranged attacks. So the Megalos is going to prepare an action while it moves, and when the that flying V of balloons come back around... We're going to fire our salvo off in their direction. Okay. I love it. So you're still marching forward, and again, you're, you're pretty close to the trench as well. Um, with that being said, we're going to move down to uh, Beatrice. What do you and your sun elves and the orcs would like to do? I imagine we're still just keep on trekking, but B is going to keep an eye out for... Actually, I'll wait till next turn around. I don't think they're going to be this close, but important people because they usually have distinctive armor or something on them. Okay, roll a d20 for officers. Straight d20? Mm-hmm. Uh, this is just how well your, your your peeps are fighting against their peeps. Nah, crooked one's fine. No 15? big deal. 15, you guys are still doing really well. You're, you're upper hand in the battle. You're still able to advance forward, uh, killing more of their soldiers. Obviously, more uh, adept training has taken place at some point than they have received. And so you're able to advance, I think, to the trench at this point and down into the trench. Uh, if you want to go in or if you want to, you know, just as quickly make your way over it. I don't know that strategically what you'd like to do. Because there are still soldiers in the trench. There are some supplies down in this, like there's food, there's extra uh, ammo, there's arrows, that kind of thing that are down in this trench. I don't know if you want to take a, take a turn to recover those or if you'd like to just move on uh, beyond the outlook. You have gone already over the trench. See, anything advantageous, so like, yeah, being above ground, seeing these guys in the trenches, I feel like they would just take the shot while possible. Um, and then, like, after some of our wave has moved past the trench, like, some of the guys from the back will start trying to, like, pick up more arrows, because we need more for the guys in the back. Might as well use that shit. Okay, and I think uh, that is when the archers will shoot off another shot. 
they are able to only get one or two of those wizards on the platforms. The, the magic users who are out there just dishing out um, and just taking out soldiers with every single hit. Every time they use a magical attack, it, it is able to kill a soldier. Um, <clears throat> so they're still doing pretty well there. Fume, you're making your way through the crowd, just slashing people, staying like under the radar as chaos ensues. Uh, I say you're still up, you're still about 350 uh, feet from the bubble. Are you just getting- how far away am I from the enemy wizard? They're right at the bubble, so you're like 340 from them. I mean, they are like tucked into that. Damn. <clears throat> All right. Uh, <laughs> let's see what we got here. Let's. Uh, obviously, we're going to move our full 50 feet of movement speed there. Uh, then we're going to use our action to move 50 feet more to get 100. We're going to bonus action step of the wind for 150. And then we're going to action surge, movement, action, dash for another 100. So 250 feet I will close. Uh, I think at this point you're moving so fast, you're not attacking. You are just moving through them, not touching anyone. It's like you're able to, the rain is slowly dropping, but you don't get hit at all. And that's how how quickly and adeptly you do. Roll a stealth check for me, though, as we near near the stop point here. I'm actually moving so quickly, Devin, it would, I would be remiss to say that I should make that stealth check disadvantage. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm a noticeable figure right now. I am I am going Mach 12. I'm, well, and I'm, I'm, I'm the no equivalent flash. of 14 Usain Bolts. Okay. You're not on the front line anymore. So it's not like there's soldiers that are Crowded. providing an excellent distraction. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're moving. Yeah. Ooh, I think yeah. that's only fair. So let's uh, let's hope I don't fuck it up. Uh, Twenty six. Yeah, it's great. So what you step out of is the chaos of the fireballs, soldiers yelling, fighting, going down in battle, into more of a quiet position where the soldiers see the fight coming to them, but they're not in a position yet where they can go out and attack. They would just be more in the way, running into the, the backs of those in front of them. They're kind of waiting for their turn, for it to be their turn to execute and go and attack. Maybe there's some archers, a line or two of archers that are there, um, and they are focused on reloading. Uh, the guys behind them are like handing arrows to the guys who are, are on one knee, shooting arrows into the air. Uh, and at that point, we'll roll. Um, they don't do a particularly good job on that. It seems like either the Megalos is able to, uh, or the Earth Adil is able to send up a lot of barriers at that time to block a lot of those arrows that are incoming as he make, continues to make his way uh, toward the bubble as well. Uh, Fume, you are now 100 feet, if I'm getting that right, about 100 feet from the edge of the bubble. Um, and there are significantly less soldiers here just because they've all been kind of pushed out to be a protection layer from everything else that's going on. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm trying to, I'm still trying to get up on this platform, so if you can tell me yeah. how many feet of movement that takes. Yeah, so the platforms are about 40 feet tall, and they've got... So you've probably got uh, two wizards, three wizards on each one of these platforms. Uh, you've got what the first kind of level is about 10 feet up, the 20 feet, and then 30 feet. And I think you have maybe four on it. If they, it, it allows four. Uh, there's maybe not four in all of them, um, but they kind sure. of have multi levels to them. Um, so how far away is the base, the tower from where I'm? It's a hundred feet. You're ninety feet from a tower, and then it is forty feet tall up to. Yeah. Okay. Um, but I think that's your movement, right? You you can't move anymore. You expend it all you can to get there, unless you got something else up your sleeve. 
Uh, no, all, a quick admin note though, instead of using action dashes, I will shadow step because it's 60, not 50, so I'm actually 20 feet closer. Okay, so you are 70 feet from a tower. And that'll be the end of my turn. Okay. Those warships up above have made that turn, and it, it is currently now, William, uh, that you sense on, on your Megalos radar. Bing, bing, bing! The, that, that five, that flying V is coming up. And so you uh-huh. you want to aim at one with four, or do you... Here's what I'll tell you. If you aim at one with four, your chances are increased that it will do significant damage uh, versus one per or two per. So what, what would you like to do? Correct me if I'm wrong. You said they were in a flying V formation? Correct. Oh, yeah, I'm taking those four and spreading it across the first three in that V. Okay, make make those four rolls for me. We're going to see if what how much they do. What they do. Just flat 20s, right? Yes. That is a terrible roll. Two, one, 12, and two. Uh, none of those hit. So they all fly up and just go through in the empty spaces that are there for those. Um, and they fly way back. They're not going to hit anybody else. They're just way out of sight. And the ships continue to fly over. You do have a chance to move, though. Do you want to move anywhere? Or are you just kind of you're just trucking along? I will continue to move the megalos forward, provided we have troop lines. So basically, the megalos is staying like 20, as far 30 forward feet as the troops go behind okay. the troops. Yeah. Okay. I don't and know the megalos' speed yeah. as a snail, so maybe. But we're staying behind the front line. Okay. Um. Beatrice, your line is moving steadily. You've crossed over the uh, trench that's there, and you're, a, I'd say, about this is a 300 from the bubble as well. Okay. Um, no, I mean, like, just keep holding the line. I imagine some people will just not break it. Uh, we don't want to allow them to continue on into our own ranks, and if we keep pushing and pushing them, that would be better for our people behind. Yes, change saw. <laughs> Thank you. Can Avon make uh, uh, like a, a charisma-based check, like a performance or something, or persuasion or whatever, to like rally the troops and like, keep morale up and keep any keep like the lines tight? Ooh. Love that. She so chooses. I will give you an action, and then you have to tell me as a soldier what you want to say. <laughs> oh man! But you have your performance if you want, or persuasion, whichever one's highest. You can roll. That. I would like to do performance. Um, she's more skill based. Charisma kind of sucks for most of the time for B, but like, she's always been more of a fighter, and like, yes, yeah, she's definitely more dexterous for rogue business. But to be more impressive on the battlefield, she's. Kind of her tales of war trained for war back 600 years ago, so mm. let's just see how much she can shine on her own. Encourage the people around her and be like, yeah, she's, she's kicking butt right now. By there. doing. Yeah. How's a 23? Oh. Now tell now just know that Ginge is gonna put some awesome music behind his wife's <laughs> lovely call to arms. <laughs> What do you say to these troops that are are winning for the most part? Some have gone down, but they, the line is moving forward. I, I is she's but, more of by doing. So I'm just kind of like speech. 
Um, I I think what we're looking for here is just a, just a one line. Yes, you. I mean, a, you're hacking and slashing. Um, as you as you tear into the fray, is it follow me? Is it <laughs> never to the grave? Never surrender. Day breaks, night crashes, and twilight falls. I don't. Know. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, that's actually pretty good. <laughs> don't say, don't use it. Use your own. Use thing. Here's what, here's the scene. You've just broken through a wave. You've gone up over the over the trenches, and they didn't expect you to be there. And the soldiers, you see the fear in some of their eyes, uh, and you just you know right now victory is is imminent. At least you feel that, and that's mm-hmm. when you have a lull in, in that line advancing, and your soldiers kind of stop too because you stopped. You're up front and you stopped, and you're looking at them, and that's when you turn to all of your soldiers, and they're all looking at you, swords, axes, staves, whatever, ready to move forward, and you say. We've got this. Keep moving. <laughs> just and they, they confident. Ah, they cheer again. They've doubled in their efforts. Okay, blood covered, uh, and they begin to to run, almost pushing you forward to go and attack. Well, oh, yeah, go, go, uh, mad babies, go. go. Uh, roll a d twenty three, please. It's weird. Just, did you guys notice the Megalos gears started moving faster? Like it, it, it felt. <laughs> I'm getting fired up. That's Roll a five. five. Yeah. Your soldiers move forward, and they are uh, dealing with these ground troops pretty easily. But then you notice from the flanks come three of these these monstrosity aberrations. Uh, and one of them is like a, it's like a giant horse with like sharp teeth, um, but its tail is also like a like a snake made of. It's like a, it has its own uh, actions, right? And it begins to just rake through from the far right flank into some of the orcs, knocking them off their their boner cycles, getting rid of some of your cavalry there, and and just handing them, just giving the boner to them. Um, to your left, there's more like a a bear-looking aberration. It stands about 10 or 12... Well, I'd say you're... It's about 15 feet tall, and it is raking through soldiers. It's almost like it's it's like moving them into its its maw and just consuming them uh, as you move forward. Hey, DM, I have a question real quick. Yeah. How is uh, our Earthadilla doing on making... Uh, laying waste to what can only be described as... Um, Sid's creepy machinations uh, from Toy Story. So, oh. how, how well is our Earthadillo doing? Because that was his instructions, is to knock I think some he's, of those he's, down. He's probably taken out three of those things. He's far okay. right. He's not in the main fight with you guys. He's That's fine. His Just making sure he's plan. doing his job. Yes. He has taken some hits as well. You see some of those spikes that is on the Earthadillo uh, have come off as they fall in order. You know, down it's like its spine. They have been removed. Uh, as long as those are shoved machinations, about. we're good. My my initial uh, and mental image of these creatures, which I will unfortunately share with you all, was the the big uh, robot machine things from Breath of the Wild, like like the oh, yeah. has the arms, but just fleshy. Yeah, just, but just made out of people. Oof. Yeah. <laughs> I no, I don't. It. But that's it. I hate it. It's yeah. that and metal. That's what it is. Mm, cool. Neo Nazis for sure. Got it. You, I think you're up, Ryan. It's keeping you, buddy. Yep. Yeah. Uh, if I'm within 70 feet, then I should be good to make it onto a platform if I bonus action step to win because that gives me 100. 
Let me tell you um, how many wizards are on this one. There are two wizards on this one. One at the 40 feet and one at the 20 feet of this this metal tower around. So if you'd like me to make a stealth check to see if I can approach them undetected. Uh, yes, if that is what you're going for. Yeesh. Yeah, I want to sneak up on these boys. Okay. Uh, 24. And you, you're, you are. You're, you're stealthy as you go. They are focused on that front line where the Megalos is and maybe looking over at the Earth of Dillo from time to time, but not down at you at all. I'm going to walk up to one of these mages. I can sneak up from behind. I'm going to snatch it up real quick. I'm going to produce the blade from the light of your gauntlet. I'm going to hold it to his throat. I'm going to maintain wrist control. I'm going to grab <laughs> yeah, his, his, his wrist. I'm going to angle it up to the airships and say fireball or death. Um, roll a... Starcast. <laughs> roll a persuasion. It's intimidation. Intimida- yeah, intimidation. I'm not good at it, but roll it is with what advantage it is. also. Okay. <laughs> I didn't prepare Fireball today. 14. <laughs> um, All I have is Lightning Bolt. Oh, no. He he will. He will do that. He will... He will up- uh, do what you say. He will roll it, but his his uh, aim is not great, and he he. Sh- I'm holding his arm. You I'm okay? Lo- well, then you roll. Like, roll like you the roll the attack. Of a rifle. I look. Okay. Uh, just what do I add to it? Um, I'll, I'll roll the d20, and you you do whatever yeah. you want to do. I rolled a twelve on the d20 naturally. Uh, if you have whatever, what's your? Um, I'm proficient with like ranged weapon attacks. It does his arms yeah, count as a ranged not. weapon? <laughs> it's like a, it's oh, basically it a would gun. Be an, it would be an improv. So it would be improvised. So that means I, an improvised weapon means that I don't add my proficiency because I'm not proficient. But in improvised he still weapons, has to like save. I do add things. my death. He, he still has to like. But I do add my death. I know, but fireball. Don't you have to? Like, he has to like save. All I'm doing thing. is aiming it. He's doing all the component. Like, I I think he's I, so afraid. So what I'm saying is I shouldn't get to add my whole attack roll. I should be able to just add my dex mod. That's it. No proficiency modifier. Just my dex mod. That's how you do an improvised weapon attack? Yes, but there's a lot. So he has to say it. He's also afraid. You rolled not the best roll. Like, what is your dex mod? What, what is that? So, it, so it, it, would, it would go from a 12 to a 17. So I have a plus 5 dex. If 17 still not good I'll enough, I'll give you partial. It fine. is. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to give you partial. I'll meet you halfway because we're here and I've been doing, okay. you know, I don't know all the rules, so... It hits, but it does not do enough damage. It, it no catches on fire. The 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 lead one, the lead balloon, the lead. Uh, yeah, fireball causes people to make a save. Yeah. Yeah. It, right. He's gonna hit, and it's this gonna catch on fire, but it doesn't seem to drop or move out of the way. It changed course. Got it. All right. Uh, anything else in your turn? Um. No. I think it's. I think. I think that's all. Action economy can reasonably bear. All right. Um, we're going back to Megalos action. Uh, still moving forward to troops, but you now you have these three aberrations, these these monstrosities in front yeah. of you, and they're about. Where um, are the airships? Airships are ahead of you. They're they're almost to the balloon again. Uh, the balloon, excuse me. They're almost to the bubble again. And, and then so a full turn, a full turn, and they didn't. Did they drop around on us? Or did they, no, they didn't. veer off? <clears throat> no, they they no they did drop around. And they kept going. So, but they've they've done two airstrikes now. Yes, they've done one airstrike, right? I've they only heard the one. Yeah, they the, no because they're about to because it's your turn and then their turn. 
That's what I was hoping. Great, so that means they're getting closer. Yes. I would like to ready my ranged salvo for when they are as close as possible. I don't give a shit if they're, like, right under me, provided my right, my attack can actually shoot directly up if needed. If not, yeah, then I have can. to account for that. Hold. I, I Hold. basically want them to be as close as possible and to hit as many as possible. Because last time I fired when I could see them. Rookie mistake. This time, they're coming at us. I, if they fucking explode above me, it is what it is. I'm in a Megalos. Okay. They Don't fire until you can see the much. white of their eyes. Exactly. Right. So ready an attack as you move forward. I'm readying the range salvo for when they are. As, I can't. I got to be careful about this. As close as possible. If if they're directly above me, fuck it. That's what we're gonna do. But if they're not gonna be directly above me, just as soon as the the fucking geometry lines up, that that is as close as it can get. We're gonna fire off our rounds, and we will account for leading. Because if these things are moving faster than I think they are when they get close, we're gonna lead them a little bit. Okay. Uh, got it. Beatrice, you've got these monstrosities down, and they're in- encroaching on your territory now. I would say, like, they're, they're the thing you've got to deal with on this turn. There are three okay. of them. Sweet beans. Um, I want B to take a few of her more dexterous bunch, bunch that have been fighting alongside with her. Ellen, try to get to one of the machines. Find wherever the weak point is. I don't know where my other hard hitters are, but we need a <laughs> what? ATAT this shit and get some rope? Uh, well, just figure so, it out. <laughs> yeah, there is. T- so to your right is the deer creature, the giant deer creature. To your left would be the mm-hmm. giant bear creature. And kind of directly in front of you is like a giant spider-looking creature. I want to get rid of the spiders because that's that's scary. I'm, let's let's. I'm taking. We're heading towards the spiders, and if we can figure it out, then we can at least shout it to the others as they like keep on doing what they're doing. Okay. So what I'll tell you is, as it's advancing towards you, it almost has no concern for the Tigurshan soldiers. Its feet ha- is like blades, and as it every step it takes, it's like impaling two or three of them as it as it walks. And you'll see that after a few moments, Ooh. after it stops, its back legs kind of shake those off. And then every other turn, the other legs shake off the people from those legs as it continues to march towards you. Dwayne, you have your hand up. Can I see if when they crunch their own people that souls are going into those machines? No, you don't see that. Oh, thank God. <laughs> that process is not seen by the human eye. <laughs> <laughs> but, it's definitely but occurring, is but you sweating because you can see death. You can't see the wind, <laughs> but it's there. So, uh, Beatrice, what do you want to do as it moves towards you? Uh, man, that's that's a spooky thing. Do I see? Spooky answer. Yeah, yeah. Um, does it look like there's like a head or something on it? Like you, it has. It's like um, a lot of little spider eyes, but the mouth almost looks humanoid, uh, with like just like metal teeth. Um, looks like Jay Leno's chin with some sharp teeth. I hate everything. Very relevant in the year 2022. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm going to pick up one of the fallen swords and try to jam it in the mouth, but, like, we're going to attack this thing and see if we can <laughs> figure okay. out at the joints. Like, Bring where, it down. Yeah. So you want to attack specifically where? Uh, in the joints of the weird spider creature. 
<laughs> okay. Um, roll <laughs> I a, can't uh, tell you how much the image hurts in my brain, and I don't. Are like they elbows it. or knees? <laughs> yes. Step, 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 um, step. Roll a d twenty. Okay. That's a ten. Do I add anything to it? No. What I'm doing with these rolls is we're just determining. It's just kind of like your group versus their group, and then yeah. I have a number kind of set for each group. Um, soldiers are much lower, operations a little higher. In this mm-hmm. particular scenario, uh, you move in uh, to start taking out the legs, and you find that attacking the legs does no good, and it begins to pincer all around you. I think it cuts your arm, your left arm, pretty bad, and you're going to take uh, 30 points of damage. Uh, on that, and, but all of your comrades around you are, are are dying off quickly as you like slid out of the way underneath it and are laying underneath its belly. Can I stab it underneath the stomach? I know. That do you have? Yeah, you know, what? I'll give you that. You have one attack you can do as you're underneath it if you want. Uh, yeah, in my yeah. head, I keep seeing these things as bigger than they are, but then I was like, oh yeah, she could totally do that. No, I kind of. Yeah, yeah. Just straight, like... What are you attacking with? I imagined it would be like she would pull out her magic every so often. So it's like she has her light blade every once in a while. And this mm. seems like one of the times to, like, just... Mm. Okay. Bring it. Um, 21 to hit. Yeah, you will. That's a good hit. Um... <clears throat> uh, what kind of dam- roll the damage? I'm just going to equate that to like what it would be for this creature. Uh, it'd be, I think we flavored it so it was radiant damage. Mm. And. Mm. Wow, that's a, that's a five. Okay, the radiant damage, wow. uh, it's like this aura around your sword? Yeah. Sword. It's kind of uh, like a light blade sword. The sword is made of light. Yeah. As you, uh, you like, slice through as it runs by you, it's going to like pierce through. And its movement is going to cause this giant, like, slash in its stomach to happen. It sort of, like, lifts that part of its body up as the the forward legs continue to move. And it screams out, and you get, like, this black ichor on your face as it can you see. It doesn't do anything to you. Oh. It just splashes. Oh, you're in the monster guts car wash. You're in the monster guts car wash, bro. Uh, That's fine. I I gotta look like I've been fighting. And it's made its way into the back lines heading toward the megalos. Um the balloons pass over and it is time when you see them or you see them on your radar the, the moment has arrived the trajectory will be right and this is the time if you want to shoot those things I do uh, roll four attacks for me uh, again are you hit, you're trying to hit one for as one as many as possible let's do well, this so, let's do this well I hold on I, let me ask this question how dumb are these fuckers are they still in the same formation yes yep okay they're pretty fucking dumb then I want to spread this as evenly as possible across their f- formation. So right, wait, the, the move hit you're the using, it's not fireballs, it's something else, correct? No, it's it fireballs. fireballs. Okay. I have four fireballs yes. that you're telling me I can shoot. Yep. Do I have more moves? Because I have a single target, AoE fireballs, and, AOE. and then an ultimate move, which I feel like it's too early I to think, use the ultimate. I think you've waited long enough, you have that second button, and what it is, it's like this giant like U-shaped almost like a fire blade and it is a line a direct line so anything in that Mm -hmm. path it's going to cut through or catch on fire Mm -hmm. 
So I think I'm ready to hit this button, shoot my four fireballs, and it's just... Oh, that seems like it's good timing, all right? Ding! <laughs> and you hear actually say, don't press the red button! Too late. Too late. Um, They're all red buttons. What you do is that thing shoots, and you were, aim- you were maybe thinking same time as fireballs, and it does, and it fires off, and it hits three of them, and like explodes those balloons, and they begin to uh, arc down toward like where the good soldiers and bad soldiers are meeting and they're, they're coming yep. down uh, into both armies and you see left flank right flank and you see the two aberrations that were there get hit uh, and that just kind of giant area like a 60 foot radius everything is, is put down Shit. Uh, and the one in front of you the spider has just gone on and, and then this thing crashes at the feet of the megalos it misses Abon and her crew but now there's kind of a gap between the megalos and that front crew um, the two will drop bombs. Wait, what about the da- damaged one? Is it still damaged, or did I kill the damaged one? Yeah, the one that I set on yes, fire is damaged. Is is gone? Those front three are gone. So now there's okay, just the two. So I hit one of the damaged ones. Yes. Uh, they drop bombs, and they are able to take out um, about another hundred of the orcs from the right side. Uh, so you're losing them pretty fast, especially with aberrations there too. Um, okay, we're up to a few. Yeah, I'm gonna toss these nerds off uh, off this platform. Okay, I'm done trying to use improvised mage weapons. I'm tossing them. So you just you're just like tossing that guy, moving up, and like kicking that other one off, right? Uh, I think as far as rules are concerned, I'm using my attack action to use the shove action on the guy I'm immediately next to and then closing distance with the other one using my extra attack to shove that one as well. Okay. Um, roll an attack for it's, me. Yeah. It's, it's, it's athletics uh, versus defended by athletics okay. or acrobatics. Wait, how tall, how high up this tower are you? I'm just thinking through this. He's at the 20 feet, feet down. Oh, 20 foot, okay. Yeah. yeah be so, um, Roll your strength. The first one was a 19, the guy that you're at. I rolled an 18, so I'll just try to shove the same guy again. Okay. And then he rolled a 2. So, yes, you're able to... He's, like, struggling with you, trying to hold on to you as he falls back. But you're able to break that connection and kick him off. Uh, and he falls on his on flat back and he kind of just lays there. He's not dead, but he's, he's laying there. All right. That's my turn. Okay. There's, um, there's Nova Terra. Everyone roll a perception for me. <laughs> Natural 20 for a 23. 7 for an 8. 24. Um, few more I'll give you. You're closest. You don't see it, but you feel the heat coming off the, the bubble behind you. Um, as, like, it, for some reason the snow begins to stop. And the, the clouds begin to sort of dissipate uh, and move away. And, and what you notice first was the heat of the sun on your back. Uh, and cause you to turn and you see that the bubble is glowing a little bit more and then you guys will also see the same thing that, that the bubble is beginning to glow a, a bright blue it was kind of like a pale uh, blue you can see through it you know it's luminescent uh, or whatever that word a translucent is that the word I think it's translucent Tran- no. translucent or whatever word means Both you can see word. through it but it's kind of like foggy oh Transparent. Transparent. Yeah. yeah. And then you, it becomes a very like bright blue and harder almost to see inside. Um, fume. As you turn to look in, you see this white dragonborn that you've 
met several times before, uh, floating kind of above the highest point of where the castle is, still inside the bubble. And she makes eye contact uh, with you. And you hear in your head her say, I knew you'd make it. Time to end this. Uh, and she begins to fly toward you. Um, and then we're going to be back up to uh, Megalos. Uh, and as she says, that doesn't look good. Um, maybe we should speed things up. You're in his name. Uh, William <laughs> looks at the control panel expectingly for a new ability to pop up. And she says, uh, no, 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 I control the speed. Remember, you're the only action. I, that's how I got us here. Uh, okay, great. Uh, so you've done a terrible job. Nice and slow. Uh, all right, so I've got single target attack, multi-attack, and ultimate. Was the laser the ultimate? No, that laser thing was the second attack that you got. So there's, like, the fireball, like, onesies. Then there's, like, the, the line attack that shoots out, and then you, you haven't used your ultimate yet. It has not, and it's not glowing yet. Oh, so the line attack is more like a single target attack. It's just a big single target. It's just... What it, no, it's, 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 a, it's, it's like a, a infinite damage in a straight line. Destructive. Okay, cool. Destructive yeah, yeah. disc, yes. You said you described it as U-shaped. There's like a Mega Man where you like use a sword, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, a, like a sword beam. Yep. All right. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's exactly what I'm picturing. Sword okay, beam. so I have this ship in front of me. Can the Megalos go through that or climb that? Uh, Ashley, can you we can, can we hurdle this? Can we charge through it? What's our deal? Oh, she's like, oh, you want to go off road? And she like moves a few things, and you begin to see your view of the bubble rise as like these legs come out of this like shell that that you've been moving on and it's like they're like legs. octopus legs like squid legs that are moving everything about this thing is gross as fuck this weird hentai point I hate it it's, it's an abomination yeah. <laughs> are we the good guys <laughs> no, no, I'm not sure anymore okay so we're able to get over this thing yeah easily I mean she just like okay. just and it and right. is able to like not crush your own soldiers as you do yeah. so Hmm. Uh, alright so this machination there's a spider left on the front lines the other two are dead uh, yeah how far away is that spider from me oh it's like now it's like at the feet of this thing I'd say it's maybe even almost like now climbing up uh, like one of the tentacles of this thing it's climbing up my boy? yes okay okay actually here's what I'd like to do Take one of those tentacles, wrap it up in the in the thing, and just pull up all your tentacles and just land on this shit. Give that motherfucker a hug. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> that is. We're gonna do what my brother did to me and just sit on me because we've got the weight. That's awesome. I love <laughs> yeah, it. A, he was a fat boy in a bully. That's fine. It turns, wraps up that thing really what are you tight. About his There's another one that wraps around the other way too to like keep it from escaping. Yeah. And she goes, mm-hmm. hang on. And she like hits a cool. button and you guys like kind of elevate for a second, but you wore your seatbelts because that's important. Uh, and, and then you feel the earth mm-hmm. shake and you drop as this thing like <laughs> moves around. Um, it, you don't hear anything. It's just, it's gone. It's dead. Perfect. You hear it. It's, it sounds like a, a burger being flipped and impressed by a spatula. <laughs> Soldiers all around us kind of like wobbling. <laughs> they, you're, Sorry, you should have done that sooner. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. Bye. 
my my brother died because of you. Hey, I was destroying the warships. Why are we arguing? Charge! Sorry. And then he's killed by another spider that then disappears and so really quick. This thing had babies. Nobody told me this was a pregnant spider. I would have just murdered it. Um, I don't have these scary spider things anymore. Like, what's going on? Nope, it's, it had gone over you. You've got a new set of troops. These troops are less brave and bold now, having seen what the spider did to them. But there's also just like humans in front of you at this point. And I'd say you're about uh, 150 feet from the bubble. Cool beans. I'm just going to continue on with some magic because you know what Miss B has that she has yet to ever use? It's called Dragon's Breath, baby! I would like to Ooh, start I'm wiping familiar. things down. <laughs> Do that thing. Yes, please. Uh, they have to make a deck save of 14. They do not. There's just, a, just a, a large number of them in front of you. I know it's only like a 15-foot cone. Uh, it's Asical Fire. Let's go with Lightning Damage, because that's the closest I can get to light. Okay. I want that. Plus, if they're in armor, that might shock them a little more. I don't know. Can't they just do radiant because Miss B's got a scale in her tummy? I would like that. Yeah. What, what do you call it? All right. Yeah. <clears throat> Light bread. Uh, doesn't matter which one. I imagine it just vaporizes people. <laughs> like, <laughs> you're just uh, this pure energy. <laughs> it just redeems. It just redeems them in the eyes of Christ. It just, it just washes away their Good sins. Good luck. <laughs> uh, they convert to our side and they start fighting their own. Yes, guys. immediately they turn. Uh, that will be fifteen points. Yeah, you are just raking through kind of these the soldiers. These are like archers you've made your way to, right? They were that kind of that middle line. They're not. They're not skilled with swords, and so you. Oh, was it made for this? And they, they don't even have as <laughs> no. heavy of armor because you weren't expected to make it this far. Uh, and you kill oh, yeah, a my group guys, of them in front Let's of wipe them down. Anything, magic, whatever. Start. We'll start moving on to different tactics. Fuck um, the swords. Magic goes. Fume, I'll let you go. Thanks. Uh, Before I I'm do the other guy off, off the thing. Okay, so you oh, moved up to the top. Me. You're going to toss him off. Strength yeah. check. And 15. <clears throat> I got a 9. I do it nine. again. I got a 9. No. I got a 10. Team Rock is blasting off again. He falls 40. He's dead. <laughs> you see him as he hits the ground. His body contorts, uh, and he does not get up. Anything else you'd like to do? No. As you are... Oh, wait. I forgot I was just challenged by a god. Well, like, you've, you've made your way up. She's still... It's, it's a good distance. She's, like, hovering toward you. Um, so you're is it, is, it, is this the last magic guy or more magic guys? On this tower. On this tower. No, there's a mean? bunch of towers. There's a lot of towers. I'm talking about this tower specifically. Yes. Okay. So, so you're standing on top so of this tower. So now I have the tower to myself. Yes. And, I'm good, and uh, she's peering at you. I'm just going to look up at her and wave. <laughs> Uh, and she's kind of just, she's moving forward. And um, she gets to where the bubble is, right? Because it's only, you know, it's about 10 feet. You could reach out and touch the bubble if you wanted. And she gets to the, the front of it. Um, and she says, Where are your friends? I mean, that's where William shoots the fucking U beam right at where she is from an angle. Uh. Okay. Uh, you do that. Fume, roll a 
dexterity saving throw for me. No, no, at an angle. I don't want to shoot directly if, like, fumes going to be directly on his side. Because I don't I'm on the top of a tower and you're on the ground, there is no angle, I think, in which you're going to be able to hit her without either hitting me, grazing the top of me, or knocking the tower out from under me. I don't love either, but I'll make a deck save. Mm, I'd rather knock the tower out from under you, honestly. All right, well, I got slow fall, I guess. Fuck it, yellow. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like pure crazy damage. I've already said it. I got to commit. I didn't realize it was in a straight line, but uh, yeah. Fight. So you're going like for the tower then? No, I mean I'm going for this white dragon. Okay, right, because he's saying. on the ground. I'm just saying there's no. I don't think there's an angle. Right, because even if I he's don't above, know how tall the megalos down. is or, or where yeah, it shoots I don't, I don't this have, beam I don't have really from. any of the pictures. Of megalos <laughs> is like 60 feet map. tall when it's standing. So then I'm shooting boat. over his. Yeah, the tower's only 40 oh, feet tall, so it's taller than the tower. Yeah, so he's. Sta- I stand at Oxford. Here and she's in front. It's still like to come d- from down would have to. I mean, you might be able to graze. It would over be it. actually. It would be a slight downward angle because because it, it's yeah, I mean, exactly. it's, it's over a great distance. This thing doesn't have. It doesn't adhere to the laws of ballistics. It's not going to fall. There's no Coriolis effect coming into play. It's a straight laser Actually, line. I've built this encounter <laughs> to be very specific and related to the laws of how, how Novaterra turns. And oh, in fact, it, just, it perfectly curves and lands directly where you were standing. Actually, no, he's, you he's know how big so... The curvature could be insane. It's <laughs> why <laughs> so it could be the size of a golf ball. You don't know shit. Let's talk about curvature. That's true. Huh? Uh, I think, I think we'll, we'll let that happen. So it goes over your head, but you feel the intense heat as this gigantic way and it's so the, the beam is like so large it's like moving slowly but I don't know how to explain like slow in a fast way like it's it's that like beastly yeah it's scary as you're like that seems slow shit it's fast oh, it's, it's, like an, it's like an airplane compared to a bullet I guess it yeah, hits the tower it's real fucking fast and the front curve kind of wraps around it like bends the other way around the tower <laughs> and then uh, the, the uh, bubble excuse me the bubble and yeah. goes then goes over it and dissipates and you see Nova smile and you hear her say in your head nice try William you'll have to be a little stronger than that I'm not <laughs> that was really my best shot <laughs> Um, and she says, and she'll respond, uh, no, actually, so then it's her turn, she says that, and then we're back up to William, you did your thing, as what reaction? I did my beam, I knew I was, I knew I was next in line, that's why I interrupted her. And, uh, alright, we'll go to, uh, Beatrice. Beatrice, what you see now is lots of more soldiers reinforcing, they're coming from the other side of the bubble, Mm -hmm. seeing like no one has been on that side. There's been like a call for them to reinforce this front side, and so all the way, all the progress you've made seems to have been been staunched now by this this influx of soldiers that are almost so tight you can't get through. Um, you're only about a hundred yards away though, a hundred feet away. This is like your one last chance to kind of bust through and kind of make it through before everyone is able to dogpile and stop you just by sheer numbers in front. This is the bulge, if it, as it were. Yes. Um, an update on the Earthadillo. Almost all of his spikes are gone, and he's like slowly rolling uh, like to the outer rim of this place to try to come back and convene with you all. So, I mean, if this is our last-ditch last effort, that we, we gotta try. That's all we've got at this point. We came in knowing full well that this is probably a suicide mission. Let's do it, baby. All right. Roll a 20 for me. No guts, no glory. 
16. Not bad. Not bad at all. Here's what I'm going to give you with that. <clears throat> you turn and look at your soldiers that are in, in, in this this fight with you. Um, I'm going to have you say something else, whatever it is you want to say then. But like they see the sheer numbers. Um, and they're cackling in their head. They, they're warriors. Most of these people fought in some sort of battle at some point. And they're willing to fight. And they're willing to die. But they see the numbers. And the looks on their face say, like, this is never going to work. What do you say? We can't let the moon fall today. As you turn around in a very um, Avengers-like moment of safety, these these like doors begin to form in front of you, um, and it looks like the doors from the KNG, like the like the kind of the doorways, <laughs> and, and you begin to see agents coming out of these doors toward the enemy and you see like the number two for the the, the initiates and you number five and you're recognizing a whole lot of these individuals you've got um, Dr. Enoch himself the elf barbarian who helped you um, in the snow trials and he looks like large and he, and he comes out and he begins to just tear through a lot of these Tergersian soldiers black tendrils are escaping from him throwing lots into the air you see Surtic, the Asmar Paladin, who helps you on the train with the bandits, and he is just raking through this giant sword, each time finding purchase, failing soldiers along the way. You see Agent Tolbell, who was attached to you during the games that you brought back to the KNG. Seemingly young Furbolg, who carries a much too large sword that's glowing, and she begins to swing it with all her might, having it fall to the ground each time. But there's this martial, much larger ethereal figure that seems to be using the same sword as she is uh, and like guarding her from the back. And they are just turning and fighting as they move through the field. And many more soldiers with many more abilities come through. And then these portals begin to disappear. And then if an individual steps out uh, behind you, uh, Beatrice, and he says, hey, I brought a few friends. I figured you'd want to have some help in this party. About time, Breeze. <laughs> um, and, and the tides begin turning. The fear that we're on your... They are renewed uh, in their strength and, and their fight to get to this bubble. Uh, and you're able to make your way to the bubble, Beatrice, and the Megalos in tow. Um, and Fume, what are you doing there? As they, you, see them, you see this now happening. I think that this is a little moment uh, for Fume to talk to Nova. <laughs> Uh, who is that? She's still there, right? She didn't, yeah, she's kind of just like hovering in the bubble, like right behind you, like just waiting, just waiting. What's up, Nova? It seems you are more resourceful than I thought. No matter. I got a deal for you. Go on. If, if you put the moon back into the sky and 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 stop stop waking up sleepers and just go home I promise I'll do everything I can to help you open that door and get to your boyfriend you can't help me the only one who can help me is the one who hasn't shown his face yet my father Mortals are of no consequence to me in their deaths, and eventually he will have to show up, or we'll all be gone. 
Right. But there could be another way, right? Like, there, we could do it together. We could figure it out. Mortals and gods. Working. Maybe that's what Uni wants. It's just for us to stop fighting and work together. I worked with that fool, Rod, for many years. And what you see before you is the result of an unsuccessful attempt. So now, I'm trying it my way. Okay. Boy, is there going to be egg on her face when she realizes <laughs> I can open doors? <laughs> I was trying to be cool about it. Just thought maybe, like, we could all just... She says, I just need your friend, Beatrice, to come to me. Well, if you need Bee's help, she'd help you if I asked her. So, I'll, we could be a team. I'll see you in, 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 the, in the catacombs. We gotta put the moon back in the sky and stop all the war stuff. That's kind of part of the deal. We'll be friends, but you gotta, be, you gotta act like a friend to get a friend. That is what we will handle. I will decide. Meet me the third floor of the catacombs. Basement floor. Okay. That's where it will be decided. But if you don't be cool about it, I can't get them to not bring their swords and stuff. They're going to be real mad at you. And she just shakes her head at you and then turns and like flies away down toward what you see is like the, the, uh, like a grand entrance into this castle. Oh, diplomacy has failed. <laughs> I, you can't stand it and try. Roll persuasion. She's like, you know what? You're right. I see. <laughs> I see the evil that I've caused. I, I just up. thought, like, man, like, I don't. I, I can promise I'll help you. That's what I got. <laughs> well, One thing we love at Lawful Stupid, among the other things we love at Lawful Stupid, is spreading the word about your business. Or maybe you want to tell your sweet, sweet grandma that you love her for the world to hear. We want to give you that chance. If you're a business and want to get your services on the air, or just want to tell a loved one a personal message, head on over to lawfulstupid.org forward slash message in a bottle. There you can take around 250 words to say what you want. Business ads are $20. Personal ads are 10 Tell the world what you have to hear with Lawful Stupid's message in a bottle. So all these these figures have bust through. Beam sees that. I'm gonna say you guys make it to uh, a spot where they're just clearing it out now. So it's like you're able to get to the bubble. Um, Megalos is there. Your team is there, and they've cleared out kind of a spot. And the army, the Tigurshan army, has kind of backed out for the moment because they've had their numbers either met or exceeded. And you've, you, but you still got skirmishes that are happening on the on the outskirts. Of course, like the orcs have not given up; they will never no. give up until they're all no. dead. I won't stop them. Hmm. Well, diplomacy's failed, so we're not talking this out. 
question, 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 two questions. Question one, uh, did those portals come from the KNG directly? You, it's safe to, I think, assume that. They look familiar, kind of like what you've used before. Well, I, I'm asking you, the DM. Uh, do those portals come from KNG HQ directly? Yes. Where's all the scary things? Okay, got it. As long as they're on your radar. Uh, number two, I have an ultimate ability in this thing. Do I know what it does? Nope. Okay, great. Uh, and can I roll a perception check or try and determine how to turn off this bubble? Um. Gosh. Because we already lo- we already did a perception check earlier. We couldn't figure it out. We've carved through a path to the wall, and it didn't turn off. Well, what are you guys doing? I guess so. You you want to look at it? What are you? How are you guys interacting with it? Is, is a question I have. Well, my laser didn't phase it, right. so I can't brute force it. Did it go through it, or did it no. like kind of reflect it off of it? Reflected off. Um. Okay, so brute force isn't going to work. And fume is right there. Ish. We just yep. got an invitation. I go okay. Well, if. Okay, we'll meet you. We'll so just open the door, please. Um. Does the door open? No. So you again? You're still. I imagine Fume is up forty feet. He's looking down now yep. at at Beatrice, who has just come up. Uh, is injured. Has like an injury on her on her right her left shoulder from that spider thing, but is is fairly intact. Looking up at Fume. I shadow step down to the ground and at, at, and in, in one fluid mo- well just it's 60 feet straight down so oh. I just shadow step I'm just next to I, I shadow step into Miss B's shadow and I'm just like putting a bandage on her shoulder I'm like okay so like uh, she's gonna give him there. a one arm hug while he's doing this for a second oh hey what's up uh, yeah so Nova's in there and she invited us to come talk but she doesn't seem very receptive I don't think she really wants to talk I think she just wants to kill us well, if it's a fight she's aiming for, then it's a fight she'll get. Yeah. Uh, but she invited us in, but then didn't open the door! I'd like I to walk over to the dome and knock yeah. Shave in a haircut. <laughs> I'll walk uh, with him, too. Fume, you do that, <laughs> and uh, as you do that, you notice that, like, ripples happen. But nothing opens. So, like, every time you make a knock, it makes that mm-hmm. ripple and fans out with the rest of the bubble. But it does not create an opening for you. I follow right behind him and watch. Yeah, and that's what you see. Same thing. It kind of ripples open, but it doesn't It doesn't open up for him. I'd like... Well, when I find myself in times of trouble... <laughs> I investigate the bubble. How do you investigate? I will touch it and see what happens. Um, as you touch it, your you expect like to to meet resistance, and your hand goes through. Oh boy, I thought I was gonna get shocked. That was that's much better. <laughs> okay, so if we hands across America, every soldier in our army, <laughs> then we can walk. Through. <laughs> hmm. Probably oh, just those three, three, huh? It's touching me. That's probably what it is, huh? Everyone who has a scale. No, it my my knuckle bounced off of there. It's just Miss B. 
So I'm assuming that if each one of us holds one of her only two available hands, us three will be able to get through the, the dome, but we will have to leave our compatriots behind us. Would Beatrice allow every soldier on the battlefield to touch her at the same time and then walk through? Well, I'm thinking if I hold <laughs> B's hand and then a soldier holds my hand, that guy out soldier holds another, so we could create a chain. Yeah, yeah but then attenuation happens, so somebody walks in and it ha- stops <gasps> halfway and they're just stuck in the middle of the bubble. Well, that's... Yeah, that's rough. I, again, again I'll be holding Miss B's hand, so I feel relatively safe. So that's not going to happen to me. And if we get a couple more guys <laughs> through, <laughs> as long as I'm the first one there. <laughs> I mean, I'm willing to. We, if we get half a guy through, he might be helpful. So uh, I don't know any of that's happening, or William doesn't know any of that's happening. Uh, is there still fighting going on? I assume. I, I'd say probably sixty and seventy feet in in almost like a bubble around the megalos. Well, while while they are sorting out this mystery, I'm going to use my AOE attacks to soften the Tigertian's lines. Okay, so you're like shooting these like the blades off, having them like almost no, like no, no, fireballs. Oh, fire. Okay, no, not the you blades. I can't control those. Okay, the so fireballs are your single target kind of murder attack, and, and and the big moving line AOE blade is your is your AOE, right? Like that's that's where we're at. That's what I'm. Yes, that's that's what it has morphed into. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Okay. You're and you're popping those shots. I mean, they're doing great damage. I mean, like you're aiming at the ground, so it's 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 very hard to miss anything unless you just shoot way over. Uh, but there's so many soldiers. Correct. Something just about every time. Yes. That's the plan. Soften the troops. Not hitting front lines. Nope. Just just right behind the front lines. Yes. All right. So uh, Beatrice, Fume, you have gone in. No. Want to go in for Will? I'm gonna try and wave him down, like the you know. Well, you... well, <laughs> well there we go. CD in there, don't go without. I, I pop my over brain. to yeah, yep. I pop over to Mrs. B because I see oh. her first. Oh hey, you need something? Do you want to go in with us? Uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> I'll be right there. You can probably bring uh, Ashley, you and her, like one person. I don't think the team is going to allow that. That's fair. Um, all right. Hey, hey, Ashley, can you can you move this thing without me? Yeah, that's a confirmed. But the question is, can you shoot this thing so without me? I can do me? one or the other, but not both. Okay, great. Turret mode. <laughs> I'm going to go inside and, like, you know, they need me. But you, you just you fuck everything up, okay? Hey, but be real careful with that laser. Just oof. Also, I don't know what the ultimate is. Sounds really cool. But just... You know, if you use that, tell me about it later. Or save it for the god, I'm not really sure. I trust you. And then I'm going to run and jump out of this, wherever the opening is. Um, it's 60 foot high, but I, I can like, slow my descent. you're able to but... like, coolly... Oh, he I'm not sliding down with these tentacles. Absolutely <laughs> not. I'm jumping off of it's this. It's actually the wrong side, and you get stuck in it, suckers, as you like attempt to slide down. It's like... <laughs> As you're just falling. I don't know. Like fuck that. I'm not doing that. Pass. <laughs> you actually uh, die. I'm jumping off. <laughs> Idiot. I, it's better than sliding down the tentacle. I don't like it. <laughs> I love it. I'm also immune to da- fire Let's damage. Let's go. All right. I land next to them. Uh, yeah, so uh, what are we doing there, too. He's able to like keep up. And he's Did like, you guys find a way through? Um, you guys going in? Or? Read your comment. Great. Yeah, I think that's the only move we have. Okay, time to hold hands. Let's go. She's just gonna grab both wills and 
perfume. William doesn't question it. I mean, the train. We do this a lot for some reason. A lot in this game. There's a reason why we don't William do it. William takes Breeze's hand, I guess. Comfortable holding your your character's hands. Maybe campaign four will be my redemption. No. <laughs> oh. Uh, and you're you're able to go through um, that bubble. How does it feel? What's it look like on the other side? It feels like <laughs> swimming in jelly, but not getting wet. Gross. Like the, like yeah. how cold is the jelly? Uh, it's it's pretty cold. I mean, it's like as cold as it is. Like just like fresh out of the fridge. Oh, just no, just room temperature. Yeah, yeah. Like, well, yeah, what it is outside. It's like, so it's still cold. It's pretty cold. Uh, you step in, though, and you notice it's it's much warmer in here. Greenhouse effect um, has kind of taken over. It, and it's like hot. Much warmer. It's like on a cold day, but in the sun, it feels good. And that's what's happening here. Kind of like, the, like I said, the, the clouds have parted and there's there's no clouds in the sky. Uh, sun isn't there. It's like a little terrarium. And the the building is immaculate. It's it's finer than any castle or arrangement or um, artistical design you've ever seen on a building. Uh, and it looks fantastic. I grew up in churches, Devin. I've seen a lot of art. It's it's gothic meets uh, I don't know, but it's really it's really fancy. You just you guys just imagine it, if you will. Gothic meets anti-gothic. <laughs> but there's an obvious entrance to this place. Um, anybody visiting here would, would head here first, seeking to get in. And there's like, these giant uh, golden doors that are there. And you are able to uh, open it and walk in. There's no dust on anything as you walk in. Like Everything is, is seems very neat and clean. No one here has skin. <laughs> yeah, it's all the monsters. Dejections. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then so you make your way down. She, she told you you need to meet her like three floors down. Um, there are like these coffins everywhere. They're all very different um, in how they look. Um, it's obvious that like people from different parts of the world brought their kin here uh, when they were affected by the dragon's curse six hundred years ago. Um, and so they all have like names kind of at the foot uh, as they point out into like to the aisle that you're walking down or the hallways you walk down. Basically, everything is just coffins uh, lining everything. There are much larger kind of statues sometimes that people have like put their loved ones in and you know paid more for mausoleum type things. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and again, those have the names across like the archway that you might walk into. Crazy. Yeah. You find the stairs, and you're able to. Make your way down to the third, I guess. Or do you want? To... I mean, I'm not stopping to explore. I'm not looking for loot. No. <laughs> if you guys actually explored the second floor down, you would have found a sword that's super effective against Nova. The flaming tongue. It's called the Nova, the No Nova sword. <laughs> no, the No Nova. <laughs> um, fume. Yo, as you hit. Your floor, your foot hits the the floor of the the bottom floor. It's the mm-hmm. pavement there. Yeah, you get this racking pain in your head, and you begin to hear these voices calling out to you using both names. You can bring us back. Please save us. Don't us. Don't us. It's him. 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 It's him
for a few minutes um will be how do you react to it he's like he's grabbing his head he's almost like falling on the floor in pain i pop into his head you um it's like for you someone taking their nails and running against a blackboard at the same time a loud horn being blown at the same time the sound of like uh like watermelon hitting pavement like that gross <laughs> sound um just so glass it's a bunch breaking. of like white it's a bunch of like white noise but way worse because <laughs> yeah. i can sleep it's, to it's, white it's, noise it's 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 what i see when i close my eyes <laughs> <laughs> it's okay it, it so hurts I, you to uh, be there i break out yeah i break out oh shit that's not good. I already imagine Miss B has already like, gone in to like touch their shoulders just to be like, "Hey, is everything good? What's going on here?" I think the pain is pr- is pretty ridiculous. I think I think Fumes like smashing his head against the wall, like very, very much in distress. Like you got, you've seen what happens when somebody casts Crucio in Harry mm. Potter. Mm. Oh. It's like that. As uh, Beatrice reaches out and touches you, it begins that those noises and those voices begin to fade from you slowly. Uh, probably over the course of two or three minutes, it seems quiet again. Never let go. I, I, I think I'm okay now. She'll kiss his forehead. Good. Let's keep going. I have been kissed before I died. Hooray for me. <laughs> Podcasting in. Uh, you, you weave your way through a series of chambers, other rooms, uh, finding somewhere like now these these um, caskets are stacked, almost as like they were kind of thrown into a place now at some point. Um, not even very well organized. There's not names now that are on some of the, the feet of these things. It's just like, now they're wooden. They're not as ornate as they have been as you've made your way. You know, presumably higher you go, they're, they're, they're fancy as well. It's just so many people that were put into to sleep by the Dragon's Curse. And you all hear the, whir- the whirring sound. It almost kind of reminds you of the tree. Like every time that w- when you went to Dr. Ryan's kind of his area, like that field, he had that giant tree in. Mm-hmm. When the light would come up the tree bark and out the branches, it was like that. Whoa. But it's that sound over and over again, pretty fast, every second or two. Um, but you're hearing it and you see this light pouring from the corners of a door in front of you, the square door. Um, it's a it's a solid black door with a black handle. Um, there's no engravings or anything; it's just a flat door. But you see this light pulsing around the corners of it. I guess it's time to open the door. 
You guys ready for what we're going to find on the other side? A dead motherfucker? Yeah. Seems about right. Okay. I don't have a plan. It should be. It should be no. There is. It's probably a goddess on the other side of that door, and she does want us dead, and we do not have a move. So we should just all know that going in. I I have a move. Okay. <laughs> cool. I'm uh, that gives, that that gives me a lot of comfort, frankly, because I thought nobody had a plan, but knowing that Will, the the very smart and charismatic leader, has a plan, I feel very cool. Let's go. Nobody said anything but a plan. Press the door. You gotta move. Move is a plan. You plan to use the move. That's true. That's true. If, if the puzzle has taught us anything, that's correct. <laughs> um, who who goes in first? Who's going in first? I'll go in first. I don't care. Ah. Yeah, I was say, if, if you don't, I said it, so I'll do it, whatever. Sounds good to me. Okay. So, um, you walk in. And this is like a three-tiered kind of area. Uh, I think like there's these circles um, of your like a library. You've ever seen a library? Where you can like you can see the top floors. Mm-hmm. Um, there's only two yeah. above you, I would say, then, because you're on the bottom floor. You can see into the floor above you and the floor above that, and then the ceiling is very high. Uh, as you walk in, this area is like a library. There's just around you is, is littered in books. But at the bottom, in the, in the center of the floor, kind of put in a circular fashion, are like four other coffins um, that seem to be very, extremely well uh, ornamented and decorated and preserved. Um, hovering between the second and third floor is this giant white orb, and that is where the light is coming from, and that is where the, uh, the sound is coming from. Uh, and every few seconds, you see um, some other lights that come in from different parts in this room, and they go into this orb. And you see that it's growing, not not by much, but I mean, even like after 100 or 200 more lights, it is beginning to still grow and grow. Do we see Nova anywhere? Um, not yet. I don't know if you have any initial reactions or anything. Or I mean, it's just like a big library, right? Mm-hmm. Three levels and the big hole in the middle. Mm-hmm. And an orb sucking up souls. Oh, and an orb sucking up souls. I guess I missed that part. <laughs> yeah. What? Oh. Um, so if you walk in, you're kind of just staring, uh, gawking cool. at this thing. I listen to Devin. I was. I thought I listened to everyone he said. I said it back, like with confidence. Like this is what he said. It's a library. There's three tiers, a big hole in the middle. You can see the upper levels. There's only two above us, so we're on the ground. Floor. Like I thought I knew. I did not hear anything about a soul sucking orb. That will affect the end game and how you move forward. Um, Nova steps over the balcony of the third one and says, "Beatrice, I'm so glad that you made it." You see, my father intends still to not show up, I guess, but you, from the moment I saw you in Angel's Cove, knew that you could be the answer to all of my problems. That's kind of a lot, if you think about it. Did you set up a tea party or something? She doesn't even know you. (laughs) Um, Unfortunately, there will be 
no tea party. Ah, darn. This could have been such a great bonding experience. Yes, but see, you have the opportunity of a lifetime, quite literally. The giant orb you see in front of you holds the, the lives of, well, all of the sleepers for all time. I don't know what created the magic, but when we found out that the souls reside in some other extraplanar place, and we could harness that activity, that power, it opened up a whole new scheme for us. The only thing it can't do is open up a door. A door to who knows where. And my father is still absent. But you know what ability you have, correct? I can open doors. What? And she seems confused by that. Roll uh, persuasion. <laughs> I mean, she can't open doors. I've seen her do it. I opened this one. Uh, same. I I've just, done it before, too. I just opened that one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> some of them slide, some of them push, some of them pull yeah. it hard. Yeah, 23. She says, you can open up the magical doors. Oh, I'm not sure about that. You were just talking about doors, so there's like someone behind us, I can try and do that. Play with me. This is not the time, especially if you're bent on saving this quite literally godforsaken world. We'll open the magic door and let Riz out of his tower. Will raises his hand. I'm pretty sure I can open magic doors. I did it earlier. Like earlier in the week. Roll persuasion? <laughs> I don't know if it's she to believe I- you, because like... I- Ah, okay, everybody's. I mean, it. that's fine. We can we can roll persuasion. I mean, Riz sure. is outside of his tower. You can look outside and see he's here, right? I guess we didn't mention him at all. Uh, eighteen plus three plus five, twenty-six. She kind of like jumps over the railing to the second railing and lands like right in front of you. She says, "How close is she, how close to me?" She's about fifteen. Is she, feet it's out. important. She's not like right in your face. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's. Cool. She's not like trying to intimidate. She's like Bitch. truly. She's like, you can open the doors. Ah, uh, probably. I I opened a magical door that Riz couldn't. Seemed pretty worked up about it. She turned and kind of. I freed Riz from his tower. Will approaches her. She doesn't say. She's kind of kind of dumbfounded by what you're saying. Um, I'm gonna get within like two or three feet of her to talk to her. Okay, and she right. will allow cool, it. Cool, cool. She's not. She does not. She's unmoving. All right, cool. Cool, cool, cool. Just checking. Yeah. So I mean, if you point me at this door, I give it a good yank. Is it a push or a pull? Do you know? Some pull. She says. Um, Go ahead, watch out of this. <laughs> the door is too far away right now. Sure, okay, but here's what I know. I opened the door, I freed Riz, and apparently that's a big deal. I'd be happy to take a shot at this door, but I can't have this moon come crashing down on people while I'm trying to open this door. That's not going to work for me. I've got, like... The whole family tree to work on. She, she. If it doesn't work out, you can always come back and pull the moon down again later. That's true. She I says, mean, it um, does take you some time, but I can't do that. You can't stop the moon. 
That sounds like a song for sure. <laughs> um, can't stop the moon, can't stop tonight, can't stop this feeling that feels so right, can't stop my heart from beating quick, can't stop the night. Can't this stop. is where Ginch invoices us for an auto tune plugin, and now we have you. You can't stop the moon. Yeah, that's, can't stop, that's my you jam, can't dude. Stop, you can't stop. <laughs> oh, look, see, there's the. Mm, that's, oh, that's and the everyone, that's you nice. gotta get in there. Can't stop. Can't stop the moon. Can't stop. Can't stop. Can't stop the moon. We've got all the parts. It's, it's there. Yeah, it's the gauntlet has been thrown down. Assembly Jim. required. <laughs> Um, (laughs) she says it's too late to stop this what we set in motion was meant to be in finality I don't know how you she's gritting her dragonborn teeth if you're telling the truth have the ability to do something no one has myself included ever yeah, I don't. I don't really know what to tell you about it. Like he like picks out his nails. I, I didn't think it was that hard, but um, does that make me a god? Um, you can check if I was a god, right? Well, you are a clone, aren't you? Maybe that's why. Oh yeah, uh, because we were never part of the initial fabric of this world. We cannot be affected by the predeterministic laws that govern it, and as such, are masters of our own fate. That is wrong. You're not the Arby's guy. Quit acting like him. I've seen his videos. Damn it! <laughs> <clears throat> Clones or no, we still exist. Clones or no, we still have passions and drives and memories. What we don't have is time. She looks up, she says, the souls here are all going to be gone soon. And all of the sleepers who could exist, well, their power is going to be used up. And that's because the moon is careening toward Nove Terra. And my father is running out of time. Uh, quick check, DM. As I see these souls collecting in this spirit bomb-esque orb... Can I... Yeah. Is that what's causing the issue? What do you mean? I could roll, but I feel like asking for a roll is just shitty. Oh, you're so, asking me as DM? So, yeah. Um, what you're gathering is like, it's powering, yes, the, the thing to the, the moon, pulling the moon in. And does it seem... attackable? I, you'd have to attempt... Okay, but I'm I'm asking you... Let let me rephrase my question. Does it seem like it's solid? Or does it seem like it's a magical force that's being brought together? Mm. Kind of shapeless. Oh. Yes. I know what's happening now. Hooray for me. Um, like a, uh, I'm glad one of us does because I still. It's, 
Can you describe the shape for me? Describe the or- the orb-like shape. Well, it, the shape. I mean, it's it's kind of it's orbish, but it is like it, it's like moving and changing. Oh, and oh it's almost like a liquid. Just describe the whole thing to me. Just give me a description of the the object. Almost like they didn't hear it the first almost time. Almost like you I didn't hear it. It's, it's Sorry, water balloon ask, but it still has like shiny. At, like it's 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 a glowing. Thing. And, and these white lights are rushing in from all directions uh, into this thing, and as they continue to do so, the thing continues to grow. Fair enough. I don't have anything. Though. Wait, are there any doors nearby? Uh, there are. I would say I think the one you came in, then there are three others, like on the the wings, like the northeast, east, and west. Perfect. Perfect. Let me prove my point. I walk to one of those doors, and I am going to approach that door. Did you say open it. I'm going to end this whole show right now. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, I'm going to approach that door, and I'm going to channel all my invoker-esque magic and like in tune with the world and my immortal. I'm going to... Put my hand on the doorknob, or is it a handle? What are we doing? It's a handle. It'd be a handle. Like a, a All knob, right, so I, I take handle. the handle, and Not I handle. say, And I open the door to the midnight meadow. And you do. Um, yes! As you do, however, you are sucked in, and that door shuts. And William. Okay, that's problematic you're standing on the plane you're in the plane and all of these souls are like calling out to you as well like william help us but they're kind of they're standing still they're not like advancing on you they're just like standing still um but you see that yours that you saw before is able to get up to you and he says you have to stop this even if, if it takes us all uh, and then you yeah, just see people dropping in. You see like, like iridescent, like like these just like ghosts, like falling in, just just over and hundreds of them falling in to this field. All hey, around. you're like the real me, so you were probably smarter. You got an idea? Like, could I hold this door open? Does that help? Does that cause like a weird loop? Break through. Use our powers. Sure, I'll take them. I reach my hand out and, like, try to absorb their strength. Only, so William specifically, he's like your old you who still has the, the, the invoker essence, right? So his, he, like, draws into your body. Um, and <gasps> the man to, of whom Will is a clone. Yes, of. and he draws yes. into your body, and you feel you, where you maybe felt like the weights of this place holding you down as well. It's like those shackles are broken of that weight, and you feel like at your fingertips, fire begins to like, like erupt from your fingertips. All right, Qu- quick battery check. Can I bring more? Can I absorb more? Yeah. Well, I mean, as you begin to, you're like powering up now. Yes. Not from no, other am I people. absorbing the other souls? No, okay, cool. It's just, Fine. It's just I turn to the door. Yep. I open the door. Do I see the the the, the door does not? Oh, you try to open it and it does not open. Just normally, no. Oh, that's not good. I'm stuck here. Uh, Did you just have to say the magic words again? Or say it backwards? I can't pronounce it back. I can barely pronounce it forward, Mrs. B. 
Get heed there, folks. And I try to open the door. No, but here's what I'm gonna tell you. What happens no. is you you suddenly mm-hmm. have like in your your body this this like fires building up, and you know that you're not gonna be able to control it. It's got to escape got somewhere. To Can I? Okay, so I've got options. I got one option that's not necessarily the best option. Can I, like, focus power into my hand, or almost like a blade form, and try to cut, like, a door into the very fabric of reality? through reality? (laughs) Yes. Oh, great! So, how do you do that? Like, it's building up. I mean, it's like, and you're focusing... I mean, I'm building, like, a blade on my arm. Your arm becomes a giant fire blade. And you like s- an arc, a, a giant arc door. I'm, I'm even walking. I'm not standing still. I'm going to make a big door. Okay. Yes. You and then I'm going to cut the bottom and I'm going to kick it in. You kick that and like the door that like this just thing you've cut into existence was solid and begins to peel back. Almost like if you've ever seen someone do surgery on an eye, it falls yeah, away like a, like a tip flap. Every day. <laughs> um and it's it, through this is just like a blinding light and you step out and suddenly the souls that have been coming in begin to come in through this way um and they are they're hitting oh. you as you're trying to step out of this this bubble and you realize now that you're inside of that light that's in the library above your friends like between the second and third floor there's you are now stepping out of it um Beatrice and Fiona, okay. you see that Repaint that picture because my head's all fucked up. I cut a hole in the orb. I was inside the orb. Yes. Okay. Now, or the souls are pouring out of the orb. Some of them are crawling out, and more of them are dro- they're like dropping in and then trying to crawl out. Um, at the same time, as they try to like okay. reach out, they can't like get through, but they're all piling up at this door, and they're saying, "Help us! Release us!" fume your head begins to almost explode once again um and at this time nova has become infuriated and she says no one is leaving this place and so she walks over to like this pedestal and there's like a screen that appears and she hits a few buttons and the whole place begins to like erupt um just around like the the tops of the coffins begin to like blow off and like these, yeah. the bodies inside begin to like come out and like be like cut away, um, like they're just being torn apart. Uh, you see the light leaving their eyes. Um, what Will will see is as like he hears this, he hears like the screams inside of this place of like the souls like dissipating. So like the ones that are reaching out, they are like dying, and then their hands like disappear, and they are like gone, gone. Miss B, I have an idea. Yeah, what? Uh, so back in the day, they, those monsters you were fighting spider things, they used to use light and dark evokers to, to put souls into those things, yeah? Yeah. You've got the light scale in you. I've got the black scale. Put those souls in me. I'll try. And B is just... She's had experience with the prism blade, and it's... It, She's touched the magic. She's used it through extreme emotion before. And panic and worry and all that other stuff that she's felt today. She's just going to try and channel that and, I don't know, reach for 
the orb light thing and like I imagine try to Will's wrap pulling. Up. Yeah. Yeah, pulling people to her. Yeah. And then like trying to like reach through that either magical or whatever and like have her other hand on fume because he's been right there, he's been hurt. Like if his Dude, head gonna... is screaming, then she's she's just gonna try and feel the magic and make it happen. I I've got the scale with me too. I'm gonna grab onto that and be like, I don't I don't know how this works! Is this a life raft? Get on this! So, so I imagine with, with what you guys set up, you've got Will in the door he made, feet and one hand, like holding it open and using the other arm to yank these souls out for her to start vacuuming up into uh, uh, Fume. And Nova says, I'm the goddess of light. And she begins, Willem, you feel this this hole you've made begin to try to shrink. Constrict? Oh, yeah, yes. no. That's why I'm holding it open with all my strength and yanking people. So what's happening is we've got Will and this this opening that is trying to close. We've got... Uh, I, to- I Can I toss him the scale? Can you use it to wedge it open? Yes. Like ultimate darkness. Yeah, yeah. You, it, yeah it's awesome. Like, it's like a permanent black hole. Well, it, it will give Maybe. him some abilities he does not have. Yeah. In, in terms have of it. But will you need it? Well, will you need it for what you're doing? I don't know. It seems like you're about to suck up some souls. You're about to, like, get force-fed souls. Yeah, hold on. You know what I mean? Like, let's think about that. Like you're about to just out. get a bunch of fucking power into your body. My, my, my instinct is to, anytime anybody hands me an artifact, throw it into a hole into another dimension. You <laughs> yeah, know I see way. that. Stop. Yeah, this seems to be coming. <laughs> um, That's my only move. Seen as William is trying his best to, to hold this open. Uh, as soon as, like, Beatrice has, like, made her mind to do what Fume has asked, she is, is reaching up to like help William but also help whatever's she, and you're not tall enough you're, you're not close to that right but you, I pushed her up on my you're also holding Fume's hand and it's like the understanding that you have with what he's trying to accomplish is happening and you're channeling through you into Fume these souls and they begin to like rush out of this hole now where they weren't able to before through William's feet and around his body through this hole and faster and faster and faster and Nova is still trying as hard as she can to close this thing but isn't quite just able to close it and almost all of the souls are out Um, and then William you feel a hit in your chest as your spirit is knocked back into the plane and lands on the ground B you (laughs) feel the spirit stop channeling through you Fume you feel the immense weight of thousands and thousands of voices and concerns and cares and things to be sad about and anxious about and worried about and be happy about and relationships and histories and names and places all crash into you at the same time. And you black out. I need to hold his face. (laughs) Willem, you, as you feel that hit back, feel that strength you had to keep this thing open 
dissipate and it closes as you fall back into the meadow. Beatrice, what you see as you look up is this white orb begins to shrink and swirl fast and then it goes and disappears. So we see William has just disappeared into this bubble that these souls have been flowing into. But all the souls that were held in the bubble have now been transferred into Fume's body, being channeled uh, by you, Beatrice. Mm-hmm. And the souls are being channeled through you. Can you roll for me a uh, wisdom save? Because all those souls and all that magic, it's, it's got to be taxing, so I'm going to roll something for that. Yeah, yeah, sure. Oh, that's a nat 20 for a 24, Devin. How does that go? Okay, so you're going to take half damage. Um, let me roll this here real quick. You're going to take 20 radiant damage. Jeez, you rolled a 40? Really highs, yeah. Uh, how you doing over there? <laughs> I'm, I'm hurting. It's not looking great, Devin. <laughs> All right, see that. So you take that hit. Um, as that's happening, Nova begins to like explode into a, ra- a rage because her, her plan is being ruined. Um, she perceives that this is going to stop the moon and that her dad's not going to show up and, and meet all of the, the hopes and dreams she'd had for being able to open the door. And she activates this contraption on the wall that starts the building to, to begin rumbling everywhere. And explosions can be heard all around. Here, way up, outside, everywhere, explosions. And Nova, as she advances towards you, says, You will not take this from me. And she walks over to you, Beatrice, who's channeling the last of those souls into fume, who promptly has you know, passed out. You're exhausted, breathing heavily, and you're staring at an unconscious view. I need you um, to roll a d20, a deck saving bit over me. Oh. This is this is where you're going to try and murder me. Actually, my bad. She's attacking you. Um, oh. Does a 19 hit? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it does. All right. Kind of your... You've been attacked, or you've had this, this power sapped from you staring at fume kind of out of it and you're snapped back to reality and the sharp pain of a knife enters your stomach and we begin to see that like these dark wispy willows come off of this blade and kind of swirl around around this wound um, where it has penetrated into your stomach oh boy Um, let me roll some damage here yeah, I bet it's gonna hurt. She's a goddess. Okay. That is 15 necrotic damage. I don't like it. I don't like it because she's not looking good. Okay. So you're, you're um, grabbing at the wound? Yeah, she's grabbing at the wound, and Devin, she's downed. You grab the wound, uh, blood is, is coming from it. At the same time, the books on the shelves in this large library, they're floating around. They're coming off the shelves, they're not falling, they're kind of hanging spot, beginning to move. And they're moving and swirling faster and faster each second. 
Beatrice turns to, you look at Nova, and you see that this, she, she has this like maniacal smirk on her face. She looks down at you, and she says, how does it feel to get so far and still lose again? Imagine bees like trying to hold her wound and all her pieces together, but it's not it's not good. And I think she's trying to like mumble words out, and like there's anger on her face that she's so much trying, but she's gonna fall to her knees. Yeah, you do. Um, as you hit your knees, the books are spinning faster. Um, the bu- building is beginning to crack and crumble in more and more places on the ground. Um, as she turns to leave, you fall to the ground. Can you please make a death saving throw, please? Well, this is where we end the campaign, where we're all dead. No, you know you have plot armor. <laughs> we'll see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's a four, just so you know. Okay, uh, go ahead and mark a fail. Beatrice, your vision goes dark. And you open your eyes, uh, and you're standing in a, in a vast, open, dark expanse. Nothing is visible in any direction. You can hear, just faintly, the sound of, of children being captured in your periphery. But from which direction, you're not sure. A light maybe 10, 15 feet from you begins to grow, to glow, but not so much that it hurts your eyes or obscures your vision. Around you, it begins to reveal more of this environment that you're in, this new environment. One that you're extremely familiar with. Place is your home. Angel's Cove. The original home. This is the place that you were at before the time of the KNG. Before the blossoming, before your children grew up, before they moved away, before Neo got sick. The sounds of those children playing is accompanied by a vision of them outside a window. Your children, young and full of life, as kids are. The smell of something baking hits your olfactory and you peer into the picture of you and Neo that's hanging over the fireplace in your main living area. As if on cue, a young, healthy, handsome Neo appears from a hallway from the direction of your bedroom. And he's wearing the armor uh, and the sword from long ago, from when he was uh, in his days of battle. He smiles at you, that all-too-familiar smile. And he carries his helmet under one arm, and he sets that on the floor on the opposite end of the table. But on top, he places his sword, and he takes a seat at the table that you are now standing at. And he motions for you to sit in the chair across from him and this visage of Neo says I'm sorry to meet you in these circumstances now the voice belongs to Neo but the personality uh, doesn't quite fit I don't know if you want to say I feel like I feel like B's a little confused because it just doesn't sit well with her like for these dying moments, this is a great scene. <laughs> um, but she'll she'll go to where 
she would sit, right? But she'll reach across the table to, like, his hand and be like, is everything all right? And he says, uh, the world is lost. Has been for some time. Perhaps you've figured out now, by now, that you're very special, Beatrice. And because he says Beatrice, it's more, you realize, like, this isn't Neo. Like, again, the visage is. But he doesn't call you Beatrice. I am Uni, father of this world. And my spirit has been residing in you for some time. About as long as the world's been in chaos. A few 600 years. Now, I'm sure you have lots of questions, uh, he starts to say, because he sees you starting to (laughs) begin to ask those questions. Let me tell you a story. Perhaps then you'll have some of these questions answered. And for the ones that remain, I think that we'll have some, some time. So this Neo stands and he reaches for your hand. Uh, she's she's going to take her hand away and be like, You've come before me as Sanjay. Before, could, could we do that again? This is... You pretending to be my husband is much stranger than a... Hmm. That's, that is fair, absolutely. Uh, and then you see him change into the visage of your father that you've seen from before when you were in uh, the tower of where Riz's tower is. And again, his hand okay. still holding out. Any kind of motions again for you to take his hand? She'll take it this time. I get that I'm dying, but... <laughs> in a very Christmas Carol way, um, there's this shimmering wall of light that kind of opens up in front of you, like a doorway for you to step through. Mm-hmm. And as you do, you walk into a cavern that has been fashioned into sort of a like a research facility. Uh, it's a large cavernous area. It's been hollowed out under a mountain. Uh, just do, you can tell by the very like size of this place. It's huge. Men and women of all races are running around, uh, it seems like frantically. There are guards with various weapons that are watching for something. Their heads are on a swivel and they seem to be pacing the floors uh, looking for something. And then you see two familiar figures, Brightside and Nova. And you see them from a distance, they're talking about something, some exchange is going on. They seem very distraught in whatever the conversation is. Nova, you can hear her voice even over the the midst of the business. You hear her yell something and she storms off. And then you notice the large machine that they're next to. And this scene comes flooding back to you, all too familiar. It's the very machine that you tried to stop 600 years ago. The thing that had started the Dragon's Curse is here. And now you remember it. And as you're kind of staring at that, I don't know if you have any reaction to it. I feel like she tends to up seeing them, and then mm. as the memory comes in, it's definitely of shock, and she sh- she'll grip, uh, I guess, Uni's hand, yeah. thinking it's her dad. And and Neo, oh, excuse me, now is turned into Sanjay, kind of looks over at you, and he, and he smiles, and kind of squeezes your hand back, kind of like, it's okay. He said, do you know that I have children as well? I think everyone knows that. Yes, but have you met any of the other ones? Not, not just lovely Nova here. I haven't had the pleasure. 
So as he's kind of asking this, everyone else begins to move in much slower motion than you both, as you both make your way over to this machine. And uh, these scales now you can see clear more clearly, just as the day that when you try to stop it, all of the scales are here on these pedestals arranged in a circle. Uh, and there is in the middle of these pedestals that hold the scales a larger device that seems to have some sort of like antenna that comes from the top and kind of angles toward each one of the, the scales. And he walks you around these. And as he walks by each one, he kind of gives you kind of a little bit of snippet about them, right? So you walk by the black scale. He says, Kinos, my youngest and my most mischievous, but also the most loyal. You know, he created darkness, but he's also very sweet. He created the stars to guide those who might be lost in it. He's very caring. You continue to walk and you go by the silver scale. Chinook, probably the most difficult to deal with, very flighty in nature, often leaving for hundreds of years without telling me at all where she was going. Happily, she created the wind, and it helped her to move away swiftly, but she would always come back just as quick. It takes you by the red scale. Ah, Festus. Passionate is a misunderstanding and an understatement to say the least. There isn't anything that he couldn't do. And if you knew it couldn't be done, well, you should just mention it around him and watch him do the impossible. He's creator fire, perhaps the most useful and powerful element. As you saw your friend, William, and he kind of says it sadly, you use. Mm-hmm. Um, it was quite a talent for William. I'm glad he got it. Not many would be able to handle it as he did. As you walk by the bronze scale, he, he nods and says, Talam. She shared most of my ideals of equality, I would say. She was the the rock of the siblings. She hid nothing, was always a source of encouragement, and um, very dependable. She created the homes for creatures uh, and gave them their senses of defensibility. She cared deeply about all living creatures, not just the ones that she made. As you continue to walk around, it's the blue scale. Pagoma was gentle. Uh, She created the water that flows. She could also surprise you when you pushed her too far. Perhaps you've enjoyed a cool day next to a stream while you had a picnic? He asked you that question. Mm, yeah, of course. They're of the pleasant memories I do have. But you might have also seen the mighty destruction caused by raging seas. And I've also seen those. That is my beloved Ogoma. And then he brings you around to what looks like a white scale. And here, my oldest, you're well acquainted with, Nova. She truly is the closest to me, which is no surprise. You see, I created all of my children to have some sort of reflection of me. That means they have mostly all of the good attributes. They also have the bad ones as well. Nova has my my deep sense of love and affection. There's a shadow side to those things. To truly care so much for the things that she considers hers. The scene shifts to another cave, but you're staring at a large door in a cavern. Not unlike this one. And he says, um, 
See this door here in the wall? Mm -hmm. This is the door that would change everything for a long time. And you begin to see the scene played out in a very fast reality. Uh, the love of Nova's uh, goes in. He explains this, that her, her love went to the door. She tries to open it, but she's not able to. And you can see that for years, as, as these days play out, you can see uh, at the cave opening, the sun appearing and, and disappearing, night, day, night, day, night, day. For years, she's trying to get it open and nothing works. We're moved to another scene that's in the cosmos, far above Noveterra. Uni sits on an unexplainable throne and it's made of stars, planets, magic, unlike any other. And we watch as Nova in tears pleads for Uni to help. But the vision of him mouths, and you can see that he's saying, in all things, balance. This is accompanied by a vision with Beatrice saying it out loud to match. You can see where she sees that at the same time. He says, Beatrice, I learned something over these few hundred years, and you guys are now back into the lab where the scales are kind of around that circular. There is balance in all things, as there must be. The side of me that was so rigid and hard didn't allow me to love Nova as I should have. Honestly, I wanted to open the door for Nova. But the truth is, I couldn't. I couldn't tell my daughter that the creator of life as we see it, her creator, couldn't do, couldn't open a door, something as simple as a door. So I played it off as if I was maintaining balance. I let the truth set in her mind as a ploy to maintain balance. That seed grew and turned into hatred that would change the world for hundreds of years. That hatred, unchecked for hundreds of years, has turned from just an idea into a parasite that eats away at her. I barely recognize the daughter that I love in there. Time can do that. Too bad you uh, <laughs> couldn't uh, make a, another god to uh, specifically open doors. Don't think I didn't try. When I found out there was something I couldn't do, as a, as a supposed creator of the world, that's very troubling. Yeah, it does seem quite troubling. I wish I could help a little more. Well, we're too far beyond that now. But you will have to correct things. But first, this scale here that you see, that everyone here thought was one of Nova's scales, is not her scale. You know this now. You know that it's mine. I came down to watch Nova, even after I had decided to try against helping her, or saying that I couldn't help. I lost a scale when I came down to my dragon form that she found. She planted it here. I guess she thought she could use the power herself, even though I said I had refused. She didn't know that I could open the, she didn't know that I could open the door. I guess she thought this would work. So they spent months preparing the machine to power up. The scales that gave the world magic began to reverse their givings. Instead of supplying magic to the world, the scales, they began to suck the life from those that used magic. Some people stopped using magic, seeing their loved ones die. But there were those that were much more noble, especially healers. They refused to stop using their magic to help others. 
But as their life force was drained, it was pulled up into that bubble that your friend released them all from. My daughter, not knowing that I was already on Nove Terra, thought that she would now, hundreds of years later, threaten all of Nove Terra with a moon and get me to show up. I haven't been absent because I'm angry. I've been absent because my body is in this cavern, now presumably destroyed. My spirit, my soul has been with you. The first time you tried to stop this machine, you all failed. So we open up and we see now that this scene is is happening again in real time. And behind you, you hear a cacophony of noises, things exploding, people screaming. And you see the events unfold as Fume, William, and yourself, along with Eshi and a sizable force, begin fighting their way into the facility. They've made it in. And they get eyes on the machine and begin making a mad dash for it. By this time, Nova is here and she looks in a state of panic at Brightside. And you can see her say, Activate it. And Brightside says, It's simply too early. We haven't done any tests. Nova shoves him out of the way and presses a series of buttons on a console near both of them. The scales begin to float as electricity is passed uh, into them from that device in the center and around in a circle. They begin to glow in their respective hues, pulsing faster and faster and faster. And he says, The three of you made it. Four of you made it. We're just seconds too late. The machine wasn't ready. In fact, as it exploded, several things happened. Everyone in a radius within this place was put to sleep, as it were. My sons and daughters on Nove Terra were also put to sleep because their scales sapped their powers while they were here. I had the fortunate ability of bonding with you during the blast, but I couldn't spark any power to make myself known. And you and I, we, we slept in this slumber for many years before waking, as you know, to KNG. Mm-hmm. Nova was not put to sleep. Her scale was not reversely supercharged. But her goals were also not met. As far as we know, the world was thrown into chaos, and they had to start all over again. KNG was built around the idea that the world needed saving and absence of the gods, and the world needed to be returned to normal. The man who started the KNG, Dr. Brightside, I don't know what preserved him. I'm assuming Nova had a hand in that. They found the tree that you've seen, we've seen, cloned many of the sleeping, planted memories in them, and had started the journey of finding scales all over again. But that's hard to do when the one who provides them are no longer roaming about either. At least it was difficult. To our benefit, yes. Now, it's a lot of information. I know. I've sensed confusion in you for a long time. And I'm sorry for that. And now it's almost like it's too late. But it's not, Beatrice. How? That's a lot to process. But like, how? How does that all help now? I can feel myself leaving. (laughs) Uh, Of course. I mentioned the darkness in my daughter. Something of of a parasite that has eaten away at almost all of her. But there's a small portion of her own goodness that remains. It's her hope. Her hope that 
In there, there's an answer to find the love that she's lost. I need you to use that tool that an old friend gave you. You know him as Wachowski. I don't think it's it's any uh, coincidence that he gave you it. And I think then you almost feel something in your pocket as he's talking. Oh, my button. Yeah. That thing. Yeah, he, he's a frequent traveler of those doors himself, and there's some conversations that need to be had with him. I'm going to give you my ability. You've got just enough time to get back to where my daughter attacks you. Activate my powers. Embrace her when I couldn't. The hard part? Forgive her. You must forgive her. She won't be able to forgive herself for many years. How pull what's left of her out? I... I can try. It might be difficult. I can... I can hope it helps. It will help. It will help. Do you have any questions before you go? Time is running out. None... None that I think are worth asking at this point. Will you... I I suppose... Will you still be here with me if it goes well? Or will we just cease to be after? I'll be here. But it may be some time before I'm able to reach out again. Um, Can you go ahead and roll a... Another death save for me. Devin, will I still be able to do an action? What if I just fail? <laughs> what What if I... Uh, um, I've seen this cool thing. Okay. Let, let me just shoot at you, because Chainsaw and Dwayne do it all the time. Oh, well, I'm um, definitely going to do it if they do it, because I'm going to be one of by those sacks of trash. <laughs> well, I, I just... I'm just gonna do just a wild idea. Can I can I use my like last two failures to maybe like perform one action? Please and thank you. I'm my, I'm dying. Might as well use the last of my strength to try and alive myself to just just have one little moment to try so and you're, reach for a button. You're saying that no matter what the results are, you're able to push the button and just accept whatever happens. Like <laughs> if you yeah okay. Yeah, yeah, so, like, last two death saves, I go for my pocket, try and push a button. If it doesn't work and I, I'm dead, then I'm dead, and if it works, then great, I'll, I'll, I'll try and be a hero. <laughs> All right. Because I should be alive at well, that time. Well, let line. me do this. Let me roll. <laughs> this is awful stupid. This is the last episode. Let's just play it. You're incredibly lucky that you got a 10 and a 13. (laughs) And you are able to push the butt. Oh, boy. Good. Good, good, good. I have now pushed the butt. Do I get to do stuff, or do you have to tell me some more Um, stuff? Can I... Okay, well, first of all, you're going to pull the thing from your pocket. You're going to push the button on top. 
I think what happens is you begin to see those... Well, first of all, you would see Nova coming back in. To, like walking backwards and everything is is reversing, as it were. Like a rewind? Yeah, a, a little rewind. Must be weird like see her own like blood-covered hand to like see her normal hand return back to that mold. Yeah, and you're too late and she stabs you again. You waited just a few seconds too late God and damn it. this is... <laughs> no, so you see the books flying back on shelves, the crumbling of this building repairing itself uh, oddly. Um, you even get to the point where the, the the spirits are flowing back in through you. The orb comes back in that William has. It's just the point where it has just expanded, but the door has closed, like kind of that front part that William was in. Mm-hmm. And it all kind of begins as it's going really quickly and begins to slow down to the moment where Fume passes out. Um... I, I need to will myself to go through all what I just did a, wait, the wisdom save, right? Uh, yes. I, I just, I need to will myself not to be stuck in that moment, and as much as I want to, like, be here for fume again, I need, I need to turn around and see Nova, and perhaps... Maybe uncanny dodge a dagger. <laughs> oh, I think that <laughs> I think her. that's smart. I think it uses your class well. Let's do it. So thank you. You pull away from Fume and he collapses. Um, I'm not sure what to make of those. Like the last couple souls, maybe they're hanging out on you. We'll find out because uh, they channel to you, but they don't make it to him. And you turn sooner than you now, and you now see the approaching. Nova. Uh, she lunges out. And I think you obviously are able to. You know that's coming, and you dodge, and you get in close enough to uh, do attack or grab whatever you want to do. I'm going for a hug. Okay. I, I need to hug her tight. This is not like um, not a grapple hug. I like over over the shoulders. Like I need to love you so hard that you're going to weep by how much love I have in my being kind of hug, you know? You do that. You grab and your hands lock, lock even in behind. Um, and I think you, you almost feel yourself being forced to say it. We, we love, love you. And you hear Uni is kind of out of that as well. And this pulse of like energy pushes out of you and it's kind of just on you there's a there's like a, a stop from Nova she's like not fighting you for a second and there's this scream that erupts from her that is, isn't quite hers it's more demonic and guttural and, and again you feel compelled to say we are sorry we are uh, we, sorry we forgive we forgive you, you. And as you and, and Uni say this together, there's this like burst of light that shoots from her mouth into the sky. And it leaves this gaping hole through several floors. Because remember, you're, you're three floors below, all the way up, and just destroys everything above. So you've got some particles and, and debris that begin falling down, not enough to, to hurt you in any way. 
the books that are here begin to lift as before swirling and turning as this shadowy tar ichor being begins to like pull itself out of Nova's mouth and and grow into the air. And this rainbow light that has been around you begins to, to flitter from you, just as Beatrice, and wrap you and Nova in this cocoon light, like a protective barrier almost. And this darkness floats up and her screams continue this gigantic now floating darkness sits above you by a couple floors and it sees fume lying lifeless you see like it take a target to him what do you do as I feel like I pull Nova along with me like I need to care for her but I also need to care for fume and I need to just I guess get that light prism sword I've got and like just be ready to defend him. Yeah, I th- this thing swoops down to, to take whatever is, is available and I think you're not close enough to, to reach him. But it's almost like as if you throw this light beam across and it sort of scathes the darkness and it lets out a, a, a almost like creates within you a sense of fear. Can you roll for me a wisdom saving throw with advantage? Yeah, sure. How does a 21 look? It's great, because you, you sense that it, it is trying to, to repel this light around you, and it does not. And as it sits there and blots out the sun that is now beaming down through this hole uh, in this building, you see it disappear up through the center in a way. There's a sort of muted sunlight that is passing through the bubble uh, into this. And then you, you notice that the sunlight begins to become clear. The, um, the bubble that you could see above you is, is, is now, it's, it's gone as far as you can tell above you. Haziness is removed as light now trickles in and hits you both. Your vision begins to blur as that rainbow cocoon begins to fall away. And you see several bodies appear in the hole, repelling down to you. You're tired, physically, mentally exhausted. Um, Before exertion takes you over, you're able to crawl over to Fume. And you place your hand on his chest. You feel the beating of his heart. And you hear a voice say, don't worry, B. We got you. You're safe now. I think she'll find comfort in that. And then just kind of like pull Fume in a little bit closer. Um, and then probably end up closing her eyes because hot damn is this exhausting. She almost died. Or maybe she is dying. I don't know. Somebody's going to fix something, I hope. <laughs> TBD. And that's where we're, I'm kidding, we're not getting the episode. <laughs> um, that would have been a great... Okay. A few weeks or months pass by. The world has been saved. The moon that had been careening toward Novoterra has returned to normal. But not for, before doing some major damage on cities in, in the form of tsunamis and these beasts now that had come out of places that had never been seen before. 
We see Beatrice and Nova walking through this large field of flowers and plains. The sun is out. Uh, the wind forces a, ryth- a rhythmic back and forth of the waist-high grass that they're walking through. And Nova says, how much further to the next artifact? As far as our feet will travel. And then some more after that. <sighs> she kind of sighs and she says, I don't mean to complain. But don't you have like people who can do this? I mean, you're the head of the KNG. You should be on missions. Yes, but I would like to watch over you personally. And you have a mission to help everyone else out in the world now. And I'm not fighting that. Listen, I... I just want to thank you all for being able to forgive me. I want to do anything I can to fix the problems I caused. I'll do whatever it takes, as long as it takes. And about that time, you you hear like someone's running up behind you, and you turn to see Dean, who's who's just now caught up, and he's like, "So sorry, sorry, everyone. How's it? Oh, why did you wait on me? Why did you just left? I thought you were gonna come running up like five minutes ago. You're pretty fast on your feet. Yeah, but you guys are taking such long strides. Anyways, yeah, can we pause for just? A second before we go on? Uh, a moment. A moment is all I need. The camera pans back uh, from above you guys in this large field. As it, the field grows and grows and you grow smaller and smaller. And then, it, and then it tilts up. And you see that you guys are heading up towards the mountain toward the Sun Elf Kingdom. As now it, it can be seen. It's, it's not hidden anymore. And the, the majesty of their buildings and that large tree that they have you can see it pulsing every few seconds in the distance. Neat. Scene changes. It's a cold and rainy day. Lightning streaks across the sky, thunder claps sporadically. We hear the pitter-patter of rain incessantly. We see the hint of a fire inside a cave. And as we go into this cave, we smell the scent of something that cooks on a cauldron at the back of this meager hole in the side of a mountain passage. And there's fume, stirring the contents of this cauldron, testing it for satisfaction. He seems displeased, and he throws in a pinch of salt. Behind him, closer to the entrance of the cave, is a medium-sized table that has a chessboard on it. Players are all set up and ready to go. Fume scoops the liquid from uh, from the cauldron into two cups and he walks a short distance back to the table. He sets one cup on his side, and he sets the other across from him, seemingly to an empty chair. He makes sure the chess pieces are just so, turning a few of them the correct direction. And he sighs a deep sigh and says, Alright, tell me a story. And you see the shadow of fume reflected off the cave wall from the fire that warms the cauldron. His one shadow sitting in the chair shifts. And now we see one figure sitting at the table, but two shadows that flicker on the wall, facing each other with a game of chess between them. Scene shifts again, and it's many years later. In the quaint city of Angel's Cove, an old elf woman walks the sacred path between the sunflowers and the moonflowers between her parent statues that hold the souls of her past kinsmen. There's a boy of about 18 that follows her in tow, 
His face is stern, barely visible beneath his messy red hair. Marguerite comes to a stop at a fancy headstone. There are no moon or sunflowers here. On the headstone it reads, William de Hare, a hero to Nove Terra, savior, father, friend. Marguerite turns to the child behind her. William, it's so hard for me too. I just need you to pay your respects to your father. He deserves that much. The child angrily lays his flowers at the foot of the headstone. He pauses for a moment, storms off. We track young William as he arrives back home, heading for his room, mad at the father he never got to meet, angry that he must celebrate the death of this man who brought him into the world and left, even if it was to save everyone else. As he reaches the door to his room, he reaches out, grabs the handle, and he opens the door expecting to find his messy room just as he left it. Instead, he's peering into a jungle. The platform that leads out from the door appears to be some broken down archway, corroded, crumbling by time. Young William looks back at the house he grew up in, pauses for only a moment, and then steps into the doorway, closing the door behind him. And that's where we're in the episode. Hey everyone, thanks so much for listening to Campaign 3. It has been a wonderful ride, I've learned a lot of things, and I am glad I did it. My only advice to anyone who uh, listens to these things and thinks, man, I wish I could DM, I say please do, please try it, please go for it. Um, get yourself some real books or just have fun at a table with some friends either way thank you so much for listening to campaign 3 hang on you've got campaign 4 right around the corner you've got some really great character episodes coming up and we're going back to Goron what's not to love Avon you're still here so we'll tell the people we always tell them we love you we love you you. bye bye